What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Ghost Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne. This is the king of kings, the king of content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. You in the Desert Storm Bunker with CGA and EWF. See God Allah in every woman's fantasy and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We back in here for one of the greatest edutainment shows here on YouTube. The undefeated, the undisputed Coach Kang in the building. Yes, indeed. And that's you. All right, man, let's get back into this show. We ready from the weekend. I hope you guys survived the weekend. Let's see the weekend. Here we go. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Uh, Yes, I hope you guys survive the weekend. We got a great show for you today. The main event topic is Kim Kardashian. All right, that's what I call her. Snoop calls her that too, Kim Kardashian. Reveals that she's a struggling single mother. All right. And she cried herself to sleep. And she cries herself to sleep. And she comes with a damsel in distress so you ninjas can put on your cape. But we got to get ready to break that down. We also have a straggling cynical theater of epic proportions. We also are going to give you an update on Americans in their mental health. All right. And we're going to have Poppy give you some great advice. And we're going to give, this is going to be an action-packed show. All right, it's going to be an action-packed show. All right, three hours on deck, maybe a little bit of overtime. I do have a collaboration coming up, and it's going to be a busy day. Evening stream might be pushed back from the normal hours. But today, we're going to talk about Beyonce. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about Beyonce potentially ruining a generation of modern women. All right, through her vocals, through her vocals. All right, we're going to talk about that, potentially talk about how this is biblical as well, and how... The devil himself used the music to infect and infest generations. We're going to talk about all of that, if you will. It's going to get a little new, crazy. going to get a little crazy, but it's going to be a later show. All right, but uh, with that being said, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. Paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that's been to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new CGA channel. And I do want to acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. We got a brother who asked for a refund for some reason on the dollar sign CGA uh, live app. So refund you must get. All right. So shout out to you. We got big buck says boys must have gotten the latest illustrated sports illustrated magazine i can't believe ninjas out here simping for for martha stewart we in bad shape out here albert wesker on the super chat xx's initiate divorce then claim the struggle afterwards they do that all the time trust me i'm living and i'm living proof of this all right they claim they restrict you from custody and then they divorce and then they struggle afterwards. And then they take you to child support court and claim alimony. It is the most despicable thing. Actually, ladies, I don't know if you guys know the ladies that are watching. This very thing is keeping men from marrying. All right. That's that right there is keeping men from marrying. All right. When, when women do shit like this and here comes Kim Kardashian, the latest edition of I regret divorcing dot com. 
the latest edition of Women Struggle After Divorce, although they thought they were going to, they, they, they thought they were going to do better now, Coogee, sweater now, even Kim Kardashian out here divorcing. Mm. But that very thing is keeping men from marrying. All right. And how many horror stories must you have of a woman saying, no, I don't want to be a part of this marriage, divorce, struggle, and then take the man to court for alimony. <laughs> right. You're like, and then co complain that, that the alimony is not enough. The child supports not enough. Well, give up custody of your kids. They'd be like, nope. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. These are children with breasts. Shout out to your boy, Chronicles of Judah. Absolute children with uh, uh, children with breasts. Shout out to MC Hamster says, coach, I'm not going to say who's her child's father, right? We're not going to say who who Kim Kardashian's child's father is. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. We know we can't say that either, right? Shout out to him. Classy Beat says, happy money day. I got money. And he says, shout out to the coach gang and get them likes up. Get the likes up. We almost got a thousand regular go in the first 10 minutes of the show. On the notorious, I'm sorry, the free agent lifestyle channel, notorious NIG. Every time I see a gordita, I think I could love this muse. Wait, I think, wait, every time I see a gordita, I think I could love this muse's song pops up in my head. What about this one? What about this song? I saw a gordita last week, this weekend, uh, Top Golf. Boy, she was gordita. She was gorgeous Gordita. But she had her stomach tucked in her, her belt line. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's two type of Gorditas. There's two type of Gorditas. Um, and there's two type of fat people in general. All right. Those who tuck their belly in their pants and those who let their belly out. You know what I mean? And she had her belly tucked in. You know what I mean? So that when the belt line hit, there was a fupa print down here. And it was like puffed up like a like a like a like a like a cake on the top. You know what I mean? But she was cool. You know what I mean? She was good looking, but she was just extra. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would have been like, you know what? It would have been cool to have her in that. Wrap you in I was like, she got a pretty face. My warm embrace. And an extra thick waist. And I make it last yeah, that muffin top. She had it tucked in extra sexy. It was like tucked in. She had it like, let me get it right tucked in so that it was po it was perfect. And then the stomach had the muffin top had the titty sitting all right. Mm. I was like, look at her, man. You know, but there was a flat back on this side, a dangerous flat back supreme. On this side, I had a Gordita Supreme over here and a flatback Supreme. I was like this <laughs> the entire time. But the flatback Supreme was just heavenly, man. <laughs> All right, anyway, what are we doing? Uh, shout out to the busted Pillsbury biscuit cans out here. It was a great day at Top Golf that day. Yeah, it was the best of both worlds. I was like, there's Tuesday, there's every other day over here. What a day. What a day. All right. Shout out to my brothers out here. Hey, jokes are just jokes. And my brother says it's like CGA had become my conscious guiding my free agency. So he saw the gordita. How, how many men have a weakness for gorditas? They nice. My man, notorious NIG. I'm living in his head. And when he sees a, you must live in San Antonio. You know, gorditas are cool. You know what I mean? They cool. They cool people, man. 
Now they get a little bit jealous. Oh, she has some chubby fingers too. She has some really chubby fingers. Like her hand was like, her hand was like, there was so much fat around them hands. <laughs> right, <didn't you? laughs> we just joking. They cool though. They could cook you up some food, man. They will cook you up some food. Chip, 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 chip. They be chopping up. They be chopping up them tomatoes. They be putting it in the picante sauce and all of that. They be getting that pico de gallo. Them sausage fingers be working. They be cutting up the avocado, throwing it in there. They be taking that little spoon with the guacamole. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, man. It's cold, man. This is cool, man. Shout out to all people in San Antonio, Santa Ana, California, Riverside, all over there. Man. They be out there. Corona. Too much drama, yeah. They definitely going to stab you. They going to stab you. All right. All right. Shout out to them. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, let's see here. JC says dropping a 10 spot to get the energy up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Coach Gay. We got the uh, let's get the energy up in the likes. As you enter, hit the like. Henry Resilient says uh, was supposed to settle divorce today, but she didn't show up and has changed her mind on what we agreed on. This ninja Henry getting tortured right now. She said that she thought it was a Zoom meeting. We never had a Zoom settlement hearing. New date to settle June 6th. Stay away from marriage. Henry, Henry getting drug, man. Dude, I don't know why you're not. Well, I know why you're not making videos about it because it's an open case. But Henry is getting absolutely drugged out here. This is whew, it's despicable. Henry, man. Hey, Sarah, prayer for Henry. So she done forgot. Um, Does she have a lawyer? Does she have a lawyer? How you forget to show up to your hearing? And if you forgot to show up, she would have got a default settlement. <laughs> she would have got a default. So if you would have been like, oh, I forgot to show up. Uh, Is this Zoom? Judge would have been like, default, bam. Absolutely. Shout out to my man, pretty boy, Antonio Anthony Floyd in the building. Thank you for being over there on the Notorious CGA channel. All right. Um, absolutely crazy. Yep. It should have been a default. Absolutely. You know, the lawyer, the lawyer told me to shut the F up. Yeah. Okay. So that's what happened. <laughs> All right. Go say you're not supposed to talk about an open case. Maybe PayPal. Did I get kicked off of PayPal? Let me see. Let me see. PayPal. Oh, no. They got me. I was about to say, you know me. I wake up. You know, I wake up every day like, all right, who kick, who kicking me off? Who canceling me today? <laughs> all right, that's how I wake up like, all right, anybody? Nope. All right, let me get four more, then we'll get on with the show. All right, we got a straggling sniggle to open up. Kalen says, what's up, coach? He says, XXs will one day have to come to the realization that filing for divorce isn't the end-all, be-all. It's one of the worst things she can do. Being a single mother isn't cool. Yes, they again, they don't know this because uh, they just don't like, they lack the vision in the long-term, um, the long-term, foresight to see that they're heading into danger in fact um one of the debates between destiny the guy who's watching his woman about to get the train game ran on her and um fresh and fit is that you know we're we're told that men suffer the worst through divorce and yes our divorces can be very ugly but men can recover faster from divorce than women and this that women do suffer the worst uh long term long term consequences yeah I mean, down the line, if you take the two people that got divorced and then you lined them up after year one, two, and three, the man lost. But after year 10, the man won. Mm -hmm. All right, the man's going to win out. 
the man's gonna win out. Shout out to and, and he says, uh, Caitlin says Beyonce should be should be one to teach women why they should stay with their husband even after they cheat. The problem is her lyrics promote the opposite and cater to female empowerment. She has to do whatever she needs to do to get that check, and we all know that. Yes, indeed, we all know that for sure. And let me do two more, then we'll get to the show. Oh, man, look, shout out to Spike Spiegel. There's no way Kim Kardashian is hurting for money. She's just being greedy at this point. The new girl might do the same thing to Kanye, but we'll see. Never give up the ghost, hold the line. Yeah, Kanye, or the person that says he's Kanye West, is out here married again. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. But he's uh seems to be a codependent personality, so it's understandable. Last one, and then we'll get to the rest of the show. This is KJ. What's up, coach? I was talking to my normie ex. She told me marriage is a business. She doesn't need to be married to be happy in a relationship. Tell the fellas to be careful because more women are talking like this. Hold the line. The women know. They know, guys. They know it's a business, as I tell you. Women are in love. Men are in love. Women are in business. And there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And they prey upon your need for sexual desire. They prey upon your biological programming to protect and provide. And not all marriages are terrible, but most of them are. Like, damn near all of them are. All right. If you measure them by what do really people want, most people are stuck in marriages. They are. They're absolutely stuck. They're, they're stuck like glue. All right. And they're like just riding out death. They're just waiting for death. Right. They're prepared. They're just ready to die. They like, all right, what else is going to happen now? Uh, let's just wait for death to come around the corner. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is OK with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Right. They waiting for death every day. They do the same thing. What are we going to do today? Perhaps we'll go to Sam's Club or Costco and then we'll run errands and then we'll put gasoline in the car all together. Then we'll run to the dollar store and the Burlington Coat Factory. And then what we'll do, we'll sit on the couch and uh, we'll talk about watch reality show reruns. They just waiting for death. They just waiting for death to just come around. and Bam. All right. Take you out of your misery. <laughs> all right. Go to the Pottery Barn or Restoration Hardware. Walk around the mall and window shop. Uh, just shop for furniture like you're going to get furniture. Your furniture, 20 years outdated. outdated. You think you're going to go to Restoration Hardware and get you some new furniture. All right. Now, what are we going to do? All right. What are we going to have? The, the same eight meals we've been having the last 12 years. All right. The same eight meals you've been having. One day, it's like hamburger Hamburger helper. The next day, tacos with the left leftover hamburger helper. The next day, y'all eat out at the Olive Garden. The next day, y'all have breakfast for dinner. The next day, Uber Eats. The next day, Ninja. Mm. Then it's a resurface. Then you just rewrite. Okay, what we having today? All right. Oh, we having steak and we having steak and potatoes. All right. What we having them? Okay, chicken strips and potato tots. What's mm. next? Tombstone Pizza. <laughs> the same eight meals over 20 years is like a prison you know what i mean it's like yeah the next day chinese food panda express chinese food and then left hot dogs yep 
boy, it's like crazy spaghetti, spaghetti leftovers. Like, good Lord, boy, we eating good in the neighborhood. This is crazy. And then guess what? Two weeks later, let's rotate these meals. If you have kids, it's even worse because they eat only three things. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed. All right, man. Let's get to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater is the first one. And we got three. We got it. We got a Kaylee that has bought her her Sniggle a scat pack. Here we go. Hi. Slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Uh Straggling Sniggle Theater. We're ready to rock and roll. First episode of Snack Straggling Sniggle Theater. We have a young lady. Uh, there it is right there. Take a look at this picture. A young lady goes viral. A young pasty thing right there. And shout out to this. We're gonna call her Billy Mouth Muskrat. Definitely, she definitely on the muskrat side. And look at this ninja right here, my brother. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, and it looks like Kaylee has bought this ninja a scat pack. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the humanity. Now, she went viral. <laughs> she went viral because she bought a scat pack, and the comment section is legendary. The comment section is legendary. And this took place in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And um, you can already tell where this is going. You know what I mean? You already see what this <laughs> look at this face. Although I wish I could zoom in more. Look at this ninja face. You already know that this shit about the end bad. <laughs> All right. But listen, I'm not mad at this. You know what I mean? She's a regular girl next door. She's a plain Jane. I'm not, I, I'm not mad at plain Jane's. I don't have no dissing for them. I like plain Jane's. But you already know the comment section is Liddy. Look at the laugh emojis here. They are out there over 12K of the tip of the likes. What we got here, 10,000 plus laughing emojis on fake book. 10,000 plus laughing emojis on fake book. Comments, 19,000 comments. And we're going to go in there and see what this niggle has picked up for comments. All right. Here we go. A black woman comment. I got to say the race and the person, the gender. Black woman says he going to ruin that car and her credit. And she puts this here. A lot of people enjoyed that. We got two weeks later, Metro Police, all points bulletin, the car, the scat pack. Oh, my goodness, my Lord. I hope she got that gap insurance. Black woman says that. Black man says one argument. She going to take those keys. Uh-huh. The salesman face when he heard the guy's voice first, but looked up and seen who he was standing with. Why he set her up like that. All right. And as a matter of fact, I do have her car salesman on the line. He definitely wants to tell me what he thought of this particular purchase. Let's take a look at his car salesman's reaction here. Here we go. And yeah. Oh, boy. I think the car salesman definitely was happy about this purchase. <laughs> Indeed. There he is. Yeah. I mean, the car salesman absolutely enthralled by this particular purchase. He's like, this is the most fantastic day of my life. All right. And so let's go back to the Kaylee here. This poor Kaylee here. Oh, there's another comment I definitely have to acknowledge here before we get going here. 
everybody sees what's coming here. And this ninja, poor guy, this poor guy is getting throttled in the comment section. It's going to be a hell of a summer, they say, and he laughing at her. <laughs> and, of course, Coach, I don't pay. I'll give it to you, brother. You definitely don't pay. Her parents' reaction when he pulled up in the driveway. <laughs> God damn! Oh, man. Oh, man, our parents are too happy here. And Paula Jean, black woman, says the fact that we all know how this ends and she doesn't bless her heart and her credit score. Oh, man. Poor, poor Kaylee, man. She tried to do well. this Man, man, what a stereotype. We're stereotyping this couple. This is terrible. And by the way, buying a car right now, a scat pack got to be the most ridiculous thing you have to do right now. I mean, especially at the auto palace. Allegedly, the auto palace. Listen, listen. <laughs> he put the, he, listen, he said, who took that picture? You already know. He put whatever he has, pause, deep inside that woman. That woman ain't that. There's nobody else that can compare. She like, no one compares to you. She's singing Sinead O'Connor. I buy you a scat pack. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. The maintenance of that car going to be reprehensible, man. God dang. Hey, shout out to that brother, though. He doesn't pay. And to get her to put her credit on the line for you is one of the things she's probably going to regret for a long time. Let's go to the next one here. Um, and this is a straggle. Let's, there's a straggle here. And as you can see, she's a straggle. And she's been a straggle for a long time. And she says, problems pop up every day, babe. And I don't want to hear, mm-hmm. She says, yeah, you got this. I need direct solutions. What is she talking about? So you already know she's been in these streets for a long time. In these streets. And she's probably a single mother. She's probably older. She got like a, she definitely has a scar up and down her, from her esophagus all the way down to, I don't know where. But she got the titties out and soggy titties out too. She's a pretty face straggle. Let's see what she has to talk about, guys. Okay, so men that come with solutions to my problem, a problem that I have, something I need a re resolving to, and women, but men that are solution, that bring solutions and not mm-hmms and uh-huhs. What that mean? What the hell is she talking about? What? I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. Who are you? What are you talking about? Let's continue. She's trying to say something. It sounded like this. <laughs> All right, let's see what you're talking about. And you got this is our top tier. Do you hear me? Top tier. Because the mm -hmm is out. The yeah, you got this is, is is out. Okay. I want to hear a solution. Hey, I'm on the side of the road. My car just stopped working. I need help. I'm on the way. I got you. You feel me? Okay. I'm calling woo 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 woo. I need a solution. My daddy could do anything, fix anything, take care of anything. If you ain't got solutions, you ain't got no motion with me. None. All right. The Amalams all in the damn video. What that mean? All right. So apparently she's one. All right, and so 
what, what she's trying to say is, gentlemen, let me just try to translate what the hell she's talking about. First of all, she said, I didn't have enough salami. I got a line of dudes that didn't bang me out. I got guys that want to bang me out. I, I don't need all that. What I need is money. Yeah, those are high tier men to her. You're a top value man if you got money and can help. I need help. As she's sitting in a Jeep, you can tell she's a Jeep with the detachable roof. She has her hair did, makeup did. She has bamboo earrings, at least two pair. She probably got a Fendi bag and a bad attitude. That's all you need to get you in a good mood. She could talk, walk with a switch and talk with street slang, apparently. And I love it when a woman ain't scared to do her thing. She looks like she's standing on the bus stop sucking on a lollipop. All right. She definitely looks like that, but I, I really don't know. And she got her iPhone. And here she's talking about, I done ran the cock carousel already. <laughs> already been there, done that. I need men with solutions. You're top tier. That means help me. And she's also using the damsel in distress. What do I tell you? Kim Kardashian is employing the damsel in distress. So this is the damsel in distress, which I told you in the art of manipulation. Go see the Coach Greg Adams channel. I have a clip of that. If not, you can see the main video on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel last week. I went to the art of manipulation. The damsel in distress is deployed as an act to see if you will resolve her problems. Come to her rescue. This is a manipulative ploy that she uses to measure men. Now, if you go ahead and provide the solution, all you are is the bank account. Ninja. I got money. That's all you are. You're the trick, meaning that you'll pay and get nothing. That's tricking. You'll pay and get very little. That's tricking. When you pay and you get the whole pleasure, the whole warm embrace wrapped around your salami, that ain't tricking. All right, that's an equal exchange. That's an exchange. That's a transactionary exchange. It's not equal, but it's transactionary. But what she wants is to be able to have these dudes in her orbit at, at her beck and call. And after she's done running the carousel right here, now she wants you. Yep, she wants her pet wallet. Pet wallet. That's what she wants, a pet wallet. She's tired of ninjas coming over there, taking her juices and leaving and skedaddling, right? She's like, I don't need that. I need money. All right. I got money. I need money. Money, money, money. All right. And she ain't going to give you nothing in return, but a bad attitude and leftover. Yeah. So look at this straggle, guys. Avoid straggles like this. When you hear this, I want you to not put on your cape. What you need to do immediately is... Uh, look at this as a red flag. Now, if this is coming out of the mouth of a babe, 18, 19, 20, 21, all right, I can see it. But this woman's well past 30, and she's just now figuring this out. Mm. All right, she's just now figuring this out. Somebody in the comment section, of course, the women, yeah, girl, yes, yes. Well, mm. she says the ind that independent-ish is dead. Captain, come save me. Guys, you ninjas, man, when y'all go learn, when y'all go learn, dude, Beyonce didn't ran these ragged women dry. Now it's the independent issues dead. You know, hey, guys, by the way, I told you this was coming. I said, dude, we are headed into the age where these women are going to get off that independent shit. I was warning you in 2019 and you guys wasn't hearing me. I warned you in 2020, said the barbarians at the gate. I said the laws haven't changed, but their attitudes are going to change. When the economy has started whipping their ass. I've been saying this since well before your favorite content creator was saying this. The barbarian is at the gate. I was like, this, this economy is going to crash and they're going to come running back. Now it's too late. 
too late, baby. Bye-bye. All right. And so let me see. There's one more. Uh, a woman. I support this message. And my daddy could build a house by my by himself. Facts. Okay. Somebody says I need a woman with solutions too. All right. Anyway, uh, glad everybody is dropping the whole independent. I don't need no man foolery. It's too late. Look at this, bro. Look at this. It's ladies. I know the ladies are here. It's too late. Y'all, y'all screwed the pooch. You screwed the pooch. You've already got the economy dependent on two incomes. Everybody going to work. We can't have women now go back and tuck tail. I'll, I'll be submissive. It's too late, man. We already screwed the Rockefellers. The you know who? New, new, we screwed. New, new, new world order. It's too late. Y'all y'all pushed it for the last 70 years and really pushed it aggressively the last 40 years. It's over. Go ahead and ring the bell. Look, that shit gone. It's gone, man. I'm telling you. It's too late. Y'all burnt the bridges. You're not coming back. But, of course, leave it to them to not understand that. Long term is not their best. Another straggling sniggle theater. We have an out of shape straggle. All right. Let's go ahead and pop her up. And uh, we have a sniggle. He definitely sniggling. All right. Look at this straggle and look at this sniggle. All right. Look at her here. Look at this piece of work. Oh, my goodness. And then we have a young man. This is somewhere looks like Santa Monica. He's going to interview these two. Take a look at these two pieces of work. All right. Uh, you a minute. What's your type? I like black men. You do? Yeah, I do. All right, for sure. What's your type? I like Asian women. All right. All right. I like them all Asian. All right. So we have a mismatch of epic proportion. You know, this ninja hit just about anything talking about I like Asian. Hey, don't we all? Man, listen, I'm telling you, brother. Hey, we all like Asian. But of course... We smash something else. You know, it is what it is. He's talking about I like Asian. So we all do. Come on, man. <laughs> this ninja. All right. But why he's standing there all buffed out like that? <laughs> why he's standing out all buffed out? But let's take a look at the marble smoking I like black men and see why she likes black men. Uh, you don't, what's your type? I like black men. Take a look at this. This is despicable. I mean, they always love black men when they out here trashed out. I mean, come on, man. And of course, black men are like anything white is all right. Black men will pipe that down and give her the best Johnson and the best effing you ever had. But take the, take a look at this. This woman's been smoking and doing dope for a long time. That face is fault. What do we got here? Take a look. Man, I tell you, man. Oh, the humanity. <clears throat> yeah, black men be giving her the master blaster. For sure. <laughs> he said the master blaster. Jonathan E. L. Ellie. Black man be giving her the master blaster. Absolutely. And definitely she approaching 50. She approaching 50 years old. All right. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> her breath smelling like a whole pack of menthol Newport cigarettes. All right. But anyway, let's continue. You do? Yeah, I do. All right, for sure. What's your type? I like Asian women. I, <laughs> I like all right. And see, oh, my Lord, have mercy. Boy. I'm all Asian. Okay. Yeah. Damn. What do you date him? Not he likes Asian. I'm kind of too big. Rate him on a scale one through 10. He's about a 10. 10. 10. All right, ladies, uh, sisters, are you in the house? Is that Ninja a 10? Is that not Ninja? Is that Sniggle a 10? Is he a 10? He's a 10 to her. Everybody's got a But look at this. I mean, my sloping forehead. Ay, yeah, yeah. This woman said a 10. She thirsty out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. She thirsty. She definitely would do the nasty without no interrupts on that Ninja. She would take them and eat them up, sop them up with a, a biscuit. To wrap you in my warm embrace. Indeed. 
So she said 10. All right, let's continue. All right, thirsty out here. They thirsty. She choosing. Hey, she would date you. I think you got to compromise. She cool. <laughs> he, he said, I'll give her the master blaster. I mean, I'll hit. He like, I'll hit. <laughs> she cool. I would smash it. So would you date her? Nah, you know. She's not Asian, but she could be the one for you. I'll check her out. <laughs> I beat it up. I'll beat it. I'll beat the brakes off of it. He will beat the brakes off of it. He'll beat the stuffing out that egg McMuffin. All right. He'll beat the fries off that shake. Here we go. All right, go check her out and kiss her. You got that. I don't know about that. I don't know that about Pippin. Kiss? I would never kiss that menthol breath. Kiss? She gonna let me kiss her? You gonna let I him kiss know. you? I'm not Asian though. Not, I might not. Me. Consent? Yeah. Consensual? All right, let's go. Consensual? Okay, let's see if there's a love connection. Oh my goodness, boy, they out here. Hey. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, oh no, man, this is reprehensible. You know how many slob knobs she slobbed last night for crack and fentanyl? Oh, do not kiss her, bro. All right, go. Oh, look. oh no. <laughs> He's out. Oh, no. Kiss him. Come on. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my goodness, he did it! Oh, the humanity! He did it. Look at this titty way down here. Oh my. Okay. Goodness. What's your type? I like black men. You do? Yeah, I do. All right, sure. What's your type? I like Asian women. All right. I like them all Asian. Okay. Yeah. Damn. What do you date him? Not if he likes Asian. I'm kind of too big. You don't want to scale one through ten. He about a ten. Hey, she would date you. Think you got to compromise. She cool. So would you date her? Nah, you know. She's not Asian, but she could be the one for you. I'll check her out. All right, go check her out and kiss her. You got that. I don't know about that. She gonna let me kiss her? You gonna let I him kiss know. you? I'm not Asian though. I, I might not. Me. Consent? Yeah. Consensual? All right, let's go. All right, go. I don't know. Go kiss him. Come on. Oh. Okay. Oh, the humanity. Hey man, you know, hey, listen, we gotta do what we gotta do. We can't be choosy out here. And if she choosing, you know what I mean? You're getting it for free. I'm telling you, she got she got a history of STI. She definitely got a history of STI. I mean, without a doubt. All right, let's take you to the last one. It seems like Joe Biden has officially become a sniggle. Welcome to the club, Joe Biden. All right, let's take a listen. He's somewhere in Hiroshima or Hiroshima, if you want to say it. Um, in Japan, boy, what's going on in Japan? You over there, Biden? I need to be there with you. Let's hear his latest speech and see if he makes sense. And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're uh, in terms of uh, taxes that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the, the global warming bill. Anyway. What that mean? You jumping around, Joe. What you talking about? What that mean? I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years the deficit that we uh, were were accumulating and uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made 40, 400 billion dollars are what that mean 40, 40, 400. Okay, hold on for a second. Hey, man, listen, you sound like me reading, but I'll let you explain it 40 or 400 billion America that made 40, 400 billion dollars or 40 billion dollars, 400 billion dollars. What that mean? Which one is it, bruh? I mean, I'm trying to figure out. In America that made 40, 400 billion dollars or 40 billion dollars, 400 billion dollars uh -huh. that uh, they uh, they hit pay zero in tax. Uh -huh. Zero. Yeah. yeah. And there's a I, I get what you're saying, bruh, but you know what I mean? Like, 
I can't tell if you're telling the truth or lying. What was did we give 10% to the big guy? Or the, mm. Was it 10% of 440 billion or 440 billion? What? Mm. <laughs> What's 10% to the big guy? By the way, we have previously in the last, not even 100 years ago, nuked the hell out of them, by the way, over there in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So it would be fitting that he's holding a press conference there, if you know history. I mean, Jesus, talk about submitting. All right. Anyway, uh, the emperor definitely had to go ahead and say, we'll wave the white flag. And all of a sudden we're there holding a speech 80 years later. Anyway, to let your voice be heard, dollar side, the notorious CGA on Hey, what am I doing here? I didn't even have the right banner up, but it's all right. Dollar sign, the notorious CGL, the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams, CV and PayPal, PayPal. Got me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And we're going to get to the super chats and Venmo. All right, give me a second. It's the G7. Yeah, all right. I know the G7. Actually, he's going to have to leave a week earlier to resolve our debt crisis issue coming up. Debt ceiling is going to be negotiated. He was supposed to stay an extra week. He got to skedaddle on back and meet with Kevin McCarthy and see if they can come to some sort of agreement before we go into default. As a matter of fact, if we go into default, they're predicting predicting in 12 months, we'll be headed to another recession. Shout out to my man, Sam X. Or Shah, he says, coach, he says, when you find out how your girl talks about you to her best friend, you'll never love another girl again. They don't like you. Just the opportunity you can provide is so true. Thank God I listened to your show. Monk mode and the free agent lifestyle for life. Indeed. By the way, your girlfriends laugh at you. Your girlfriends laugh at you when they're talking to their friends. They'd be like, ha. <laughs> Girl, how can I get my man to do stupid shit? You know they do that. Shout out to Faith is in the building. She says, hey, coach, catching up on your Thursday show. Man, I truly appreciate your content. He says, when you can bring pure edutainment along with laughters, you're golden. We'll continue to be a supporter. Keep speaking the truth. Salute. Shout out to Faith in the building. All right, you can't go wrong with a woman named Faith. Well, maybe you can, but I'm going to just let you know. All right, let's get into these super chats. And we got... um. Let me see here. Somebody says, uh, what do we say here? Shout out to Zoe. Man, that says, no, nah, coach. Coach Graybeard is crazy. And you sent it twice. You didn't mean it, but you gave me an extra couple of bucks to say didn't mean to send it twice. Shout out to Coach Graybeard. JC says, at dinner with my Mastodon, ordered a Diet Coke, and I got jealous. All right. If you with a Mastodon already, you don't want her to get smaller. You don't want her to get smaller. All right, because if you make her get big, if you make her get smaller, like you get with a woman and you're like, she big, but I'm a slimmer down. You know, it's curtains for you. Rap. She going to leave you. She going to leave you. Right. Do not. If you marry a woman and she big and she loses weight, you know, she out. She going to leave you and she going to look at you like you're despicable. You're disgraced. Right. And actually, and actually, statistically, if you don't know, uh, Couples that experience um, a, a significant weight loss, they have a high divorce rate. They have a high breakup rate. It's, a, it's one of the highest breakup rates out there. Okay. Any couple, any married couple that ex experience a bariatric, bariatric surgery, they have like an 80% divorce rate within five years. They're, they're, like, they're like doomed to divorce. And one of the reasons why is, I mean, it's obvious but one of the reasons that you don't see coming is that she's going to look at you and think you're despicable for accepting her when she said she was happy to look like Lizzo 
But now she doesn't look like Lizzo. She looks like Adele, and she's going to lost that weight, and she's going to look at you like, you accepted me looking like this, looking like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? She's going to think lower of you, right? And then, of course, she's going to start getting attention, more attention than she, more attention from what she would consider higher-tier men after she loses the weight. And the first thing she want to do is go get some new clothes and go out and go dance and go to the club. It's a rapsky. But here's the thing, man. If she stays with you, she going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. All right. Later on, people who experience this uh, significant weight loss, they're going to gain it back. All right. So um, they're going to gain the shit back. Highly likely. So if she dumps you and she gains it back, don't take her back. <laughs> right. Anyway, she gaining that back. Shout out to the brand new heavies and the main source. Shout out to OC Bro Therapy. Had a gordita this weekend and she visited my job and clapped them cheeks. I regret it. She was trash. Give me the buzzer. Never again. Mm. We're weak to our loin. We're going to tell you sexual discipline. I keep telling you post-nut clarity. <laughs> post-nut clarity is undefeated. All right. There's monk mode is undefeated and post-nut clarity. All right. Come on, man. You already knew what was going to happen. You banged it, clapped them cheeks, and you was in regret mode. But, of course, she wanted to lay there, put a dent all in your mattress. She wanted to spend the whole weekend together. Honor your post-nut clarity, guys. This is the thing. Ladies, know that all men have post-nut clarity. Okay, ladies, I know you're listening to me. This is instruction for you. I'm telling you, all almost all men regret being with you sexually. Almost all. Like, just take a look at your sexual history. Almost all of it regretted. I mean, it's immediate. It's immediate. It's not even, it's not even like five minutes later. It's immediate. We not even finished bussing. <laughs> no, we still going through muscle, muscular contractions. And it's almost immediately, as they say, the devil's laughter can be heard after an orgasm immediately. The regret, soon as we, soon as we shooting up the club, we ain't finished shooting up the club yet. We still leaking. And we're like, God dang, why am, nope. I, uh, why am I here? What did I do? What have I done? This is the sad. You'd be like, what have I done? God, I'm so weak. I just spent three hours with this human being. And now I'm here in regret mode. Now, the best thing that can happen is she gets up and leaves immediately. Please don't touch me. Don't kiss me. Don't let me smell your breath. Don't let me see your fupa print. I don't want to see stretch marks. I don't want to see your butt crack. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to hear your voice. Please leave and take the stairs. Leave a warm rag for me. <laughs> like, <right? laughs> and until you get disciplined guys until you get disciplined and honor your post nut clarity you'll you won't you'll keep making mistakes out here you'll keep making mistakes mistake after mistake you'll be like i like cottage cheese on the back of thighs you'll start doing that and you'll be like i'll take her let me at her coach <laughs> four days later you'll be ready to enter again no discipline Four days later, you'll be back. Shout out to Jabari. Says, uh, if you get rejected by an XX, XX, just say good luck being a single mom and keep it pushing. Yeah, rejection is something that we look to avoid, but it's oftentimes one of the greatest gifts. All right. 
Trent, uh, Tenchi Mo says, Coach, do you, uh, do you and Bronny James and team, wait a minute, Coach, do you? I don't know what that means. Bronny James and team get tore up for bringing Magnesia to prom by Black Twitter. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, this interracial thing is a weird thing, but um, Bronny James did get tore up, but it's Southern California, man. You guys don't understand the West Coast. Right, <laughs> The West Coast is not like it is, man. Listen, interracial dating is like it's almost impossible to stay with your own kind, although most people do stay with your own kind. But the West Coast. Interracial dating is what it is, man. It's not that many of us here. And uh, if you're affluent. If you're affluent as a black family and you move your kids i'm gonna tell you uh black families i'm gonna tell you and this happens anywhere in the united states but if you move your sons to an affluent area he is less than likely to be with a black woman so you're trying to you're trying to move you're like i want my son i want my black son to go to a good school he is gonna listen this happened to me i moved to the suburbs the suburbs the suburbs all right, he's going to get inundated with girls that look just like this. All right, <laughs> just basic ass Becky. Air Force One, block white Air Force One yoga pants and spaghetti strap. T he's going to get inundated. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's going to be tough with the four black women that are at his school. There's going to be four black women at the school and a bunch of mealy mouth muskrats and snow bunnies tossing themselves, <laughs> tossing themselves at your son. And it's a, it's a rap. Matter of fact, I don't, there was a comedian name. There is a comedian name, um, Ricky Smiley, who is a somewhat a Southern kind of pro black. I put him in the pro black category. He's not too insane with it. And his son did the same thing. His son did the same thing. He was like, I got to I got to have them snow bunnies. So I did my my last three years of high school were spent at a area up above in the Canal Valley, close to Thousand Oaks. And um, there were like five black girls at my school, five. And there might have been 10, but the other five were mixed. <laughs> right. They were black, but they were mixed. They were black and Latino, black and Asian, black and white. So there were 10, but. Only there were like three girls that came in from the city and two girls that grew up there. So they were just as whitewashed as can be. All right. And then the other five were mixed. And then a whole bunch of Kayleys. I had redhead Kayleys, blonde Kayleys, fat Kayleys, pogs. <laughs> right? Crazy. So the odds that he's going to choose one of those black girls is significantly low. But just think about that before you move them to an affluent area. Your son is going to get addicted. Your son going to get addicted to Kaylee's. He ain't going to want nothing else because 95% of the women that are there available to him is going to be Kaylee's. All right. Anyway, <laughs> he says story about life. Yeah, that's what it is. So think about that before you move your son to the suburbs so he doesn't join the gang. All right, but he ain't going to join the gang. He going to join he going to join the snow bunny gang. That's what he going to join. He going to get with a snow bunny 9 times out of 10. All right, so anyway, don't be mad at him. Why can't you go with one of the black girls at your school? He going to look around like 
One of them going to be a sophomore. One going to be a freshman. One going to be knock, knock, cockeyed. One going to be knock knee. One going to be buck tooth. He like, she like, these the five black girls. You want me to pick for one of these? Like, <laughs> when I got all of this white out here, look at all this snow. Look at all these girls dropping their neck on me at the party. And the black girls like, eh. This girl want to buy me a scat pack. And you want me to go with Sasquisha? The one big, thick black chick at this. Look at that. That's a real sister right there. You looking at her like, I don't know. You'd be like, hop, hop, hop. You'd be doing the bunny dance and shit like at the Playboy Ranch. Hop, hop, hop. You'd be doing the bunny dance and shit. All right, shout out to everybody out here. Hey, shout out to the sisters. All right, what are we doing here? Did I get all the super chats? Let me catch up a little bit more. Teron McAdams says she definitely paint. Wait, she definitely paints the taint. Paints the taint. Shout out to you, MC Hamster Pole. Who reads better, Joe Biden or CGA? Mm. All right, shout out to George says Joe sounds like coach reading. All right. Martin says YouTube is censoring my super chats on this channel. I guess I'm not surprised. All right, definitely not surprised. All right, where are we at here? All right, let's get back to the show here. Let's get some news about you depressed human beings. Apparently, America's going into a steep depression. I want to say stay motivated. Stay motivated out here. Um, um, I've been warning you about this new thing called this uh, mental health crisis. And uh, I can see why certain people are in mental health crises. All right, they weak. All right, but the other people here, all right, are using it as an excuse. All right, and so it says right here, more than one in six adults, more than one in six, all right, that's going into the 20%, all right, that's closing in on 20%, have depression at rates as, as <laughs> there I go reading. I can't even read this. It is right in front of my face. All right, let's try again. More than one in six adults have depression as rates rise to record levels in the United States, a survey finds. I got through it, Jesus I'm going to have to read a longer article later. So be crazy. All right. But uh, here it is right here. About 18% of adults, more than one in six, say that they are depressed and or receiving treatment for depression. Mm. A jump of more than 7% percentage points since 2015 when Gallup first started polling on the topic. And nearly three in 10 adults have been clinically diagnosed with depression at some point in their lifetime. Mm. This is reprehensible right here i don't know if you know that this is despicable to me i mean listen i'm not gonna make light of people's situations here but uh we live in some great times this is a fantastic time although many of the reasons why you probably are depressed stem around some of the issues that we discuss rejection from women this is on the women's side this is on the men's side right you're not where you are in life social media false expectations of men uh, men being being men being not being able to mate at the age where they'll probably most likely mate and have their first girlfriend and first serious relationship. The 80-20 rule, that's on the men's side. Women's side, bad expectations, all right, being led astray, all right, they're actually being engaging in uh, behaviors such as drug use, promiscuity, promiscuity, alcoholism, and pregnancy and all of these things. All right, early terminations of pregnancies, these chemical imbalances basically basically due to antidepressants, stress, drugs, ADHD, and also early terminations of pregnancy. Did I mention that? Birth control pills. All right, you got a whole bunch of issues that people are dealing with, and they cannot cope. 
You got bad parenting, um, false parenting, single parenthood. All right. These are all the results of these uh, drastic decisions that we make that we try to isolate, isolate them. And then we say it's OK to raise children as a single parent. No, it's not. This is devastating, quite devastating to a great amount of people in our country. And people don't want to look at the seriousness of these decisions that we make. So when we get to Kim Kardashian, she's going to reveal that she's in a depressive state as a single mother. And then she's going to also talk about the chaotic atmosphere of her household. But she's not going to also look at the long term consequences of said lifestyle to not only her, but the children. Okay, the children are going to be born in a chaos. That's what they're going to be born into. And that's their life is going to be around chaos. And then the false expectations of this independent and, and uh, I can make my own money and women are going to be the breadwinners and families. This is leading to broken households. All right. And everybody's not meeting their expectations that we have biologically hardwired in us. And for some reason, we think we can believe be biology and or science and or God. And we're trying to play God. And when you try to play God, you will end up failing. Here you go right here. Uh, good luck for the people who are in a depressive state. If you are in a depressive state and you're a male and it's over a woman, get over yourself. Mm. Now, go get go get some damn money. All right, go get some money. Uh, number two, ladies, if you're depressed, well, stay the hell up. far away from me. Stay far away from me. I don't deal with mental health cases. If you're a female, I do not deal with mental health cases. I'm not a rest haven for mental health uh, patients. You're a patient. I'm not. All right. I'm already I'm already wild as it is. I'm already wild as it is. I will make you worse. I will make all your symptoms worse because I don't give a F about your symptoms. All right. Not only that, go find shelter, go get some therapy. And ladies, if you're depressed, stop dating, please stop dating. All right. Because all you're going to do is that dude's gonna, not going to live up to your expectations. He's not going to care about your happiness. That you can't find your own happiness. No, you don't want to complete complete you. No, he doesn't want to. Stop dating if you're a mental head case. And look, at this point, it's almost going to be impossible to find an American woman that is single and not a mental head case. Mm. Right? So I'm looking at it as we know statistically, they say one in six Americans, but it's actually one in four women are clinically diagnosed. One in four women. Three out of 10 Americans are clinically diagnosed with these depressive. Okay, this is a sad indictment of our country, and it actually shows the weakness of how we raise these children. Let's take accountability and their expectations and their hopes. Sorry, right, we've leading them astray. They have no hope. It's a sad, sad world. All right. And men, if you're depressed, do not date. It's the worst thing you can do. All right. Anyway, next one. Let's give you some hope. Uh, let's let Poppy. All right. Poppy with the construction company is going to give you guys some advice. And it's going to sound familiar. All right. This is from the School of Hard Knocks Instagram page. And ladies, I'm sorry, and gentlemen, listen to this man's advice and see if it sounds similar. Excuse me, sir. Question for you. Yes, sir. If you were to go back to when you were either high school or college and you're having a conversation with your 20-year-old self, what is the best piece of advice that you tell your younger self? Just don't regret whatever you do. Whatever you do, do it. No regrets. Because either right or wrong, you still got to live with yourself. What was the most amount of money that you ever made in a single year? I had about 200 all right, let's talk about Poppy real quick. All right, let's make it. We got to give him jokes. He's made $200,000. Poppy, we need to get these bootcut jeans. We need to get rid of them, Poppy. Uh, this shirt is kind of old. And as you can see, Poppy's quite comfortable in what he likes to wear. He's like CGA. He's like, I like these shirts. I'm going to buy 50 of them. <laughs> right? 
Poppy got like 50 shirts in the same size, same pastel colors. He like, these are my shirts. Ninja, he then came in with the shirt on and going to get more shirts just like that. Mm. Poppy, hey, when you get old, when you get old, bro, I get it, man. You ain't trying to get, you ain't caring about Nathan. And my man got his chain outside of his wrinkled ass collar. Poppy, he don't give a F. Poppy got money. He like, yo, man. I got money. Poppy like, I still get the young honeys. I still get the young honeys. All right. Hey, shout out to Poppy. Let's hear what he has to say here. 200,000. What industry did you ultimately pursue a career in? Um, construction. I got all on construction. You own your own construction company. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone wanting to start a business going into 2023? Well, you can't get greedy. Build a table so everybody can eat, not just a wall, just to isolate yourself. Starting in 2023, how can someone start their path to becoming financially free? Don't get married. Uh-oh. What'd he say? Gentlemen, listen. Look at Poppy with two cell phones in his pocket with five of the same shirts. Yo, bro, Poppy. What did he say, gentlemen? How do you get off to a 20 best 2023? Look at what he said. He started his own construction company. He made his own money. You know, Poppy married already. He got, he look at all the rings on his finger. Actually, that's his. Yeah, he does have all these pip rings on his finger. Don't get married. Listen, listen, gentlemen. Yeah, stay away from women right now. Don't, don't take it seriously. Stay. Oh, I'm going to play it again. Stay away from women. Don't take it seriously. Uh-oh, women didn't expect that. Uh-oh. Take it serious. If you get involved with a woman, it's over with. Because now you got to think about her and your future and all that. You got to go at it full, full scale. Excuse me, sir. Question for you. Yes, sir. If you were to go back to when you were either high school or college and you're having a conversation with your 20-year-old self, what is the best piece of advice that you tell your younger self? Just don't regret it. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it. No regrets. Because either right or wrong, you still got to live with yourself. What was the most amount of money that you ever made in a single year? I had about 200. 200,000. Yeah. What industry did you ultimately pursue a career in? Um, construction. I got all my own construction. You own your own construction company. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone wanting to start a business going into 2023? Well, you can't get greedy. Build a table so everybody can eat. Not just a wall, just to isolate yourself. Starting in 2023, how can someone start their path to becoming financially free? Don't get married yet. Stay away from women right now. Don't take it serious. If you get involved with a woman... It's over with because now you got to think about her and your future and all that. You got to go at it full, full scale. Excuse me. There you go. Hey, man, look, shout out to Poppy out there. You got it. I'm telling you. He already know, man. Indeed. He already knows, man. Listen, um, people always try to make fun of older dudes. You old. You don't know. You don't. Guys, older guys have been through it. We've been through the post nut clarity. We've been through the player phase. We've been through our whole phase. We've been through the love phase, the marriage phase, the destruction phase. We didn't lost kids. We didn't have families. We didn't lost them. We didn't lost households. We didn't chase women. We chased skirts. We ran game. Guys, trust me. We did all of these things. Never think that an old guy in his current state was what he was when he was in his 20s. We did all of that. We simped. We went after women. We chased tail. We did all of that. We went through our simp phase. And at the end, we've, we can measure what was more successful for us as a success than what was more of a fail. This is then we can look back and go, oh, damn, well, that's simping. That's not going to be it. Or we tried marriage and love, ended up divorced and lost, alienated from kids. That was a financial loss. That was the most we've ever paid for a woman. Then you figure out, you go to the junior college, you go to the junior college, you're like, well, wait a minute here, <laughs> right? The junior college is where it at. And then y'all young dudes, oh, that's tricking. It's tricking because you can't, you ain't got it. All right. And then we really figure out our path. And then we get single. We live in a hovel 
that we were pushed into by our previous relationship. We're in a hovel. We're looking at it. 400 square foot studio apartment. And we're going, you know what? This shit ain't all that bad. Mm. <laughs> right? And then you go, let me stop dating for a period. This is the monk mode period that all men should experience. Let me go monk mode, get away from these or straggle daggles. They're going to be at, they're going to be there at the end. They're going to be there at the end. So let me go ahead and build, build, build. And then you started earning more money, not spending money on trying to impress some chick. Then you figure out now I'm at a point I can look backwards and go, you know what I mean? It's so, it's so, um, I didn't skip your last super chat. It's so much. It's so, um, it's so easy to see, but you got to live it out. And I'm just going to say this again, men, you haven't become the men you're going to be until you hit mid thirties. You're only young for a short period of time. And as they say, youth is wasted on the young. You're only young. Like you're young for like maybe 15 years of your life. I mean, adult young. Right. You hit 18. By the time you hit 30, you're not young no more. It's game time. So you're only young for 12 years of your life. Then you're going to live another 50 something years being old. <laughs> right? That's what you're going to be. And then you won't even become who you really are going to become till you're like 32, 33. If you were able to avoid the bullshit, if you were able to were not able to avoid the bullshit, which is the majority of us, you're not going to become the man until you're like 40, 42, 45. Then you're going to have 30 years on the clock if you're lucky. Right? So guys got to understand that. These young dudes like, ah, I'm going to be young forever. No, you're not. Forever. No, you're not. At some point, you're going to be an old guy. It pops up fast. Pops up fast. Um, Let me see here. Let me see here. Let's get to the next one. Let's get to the next one. We got, uh, let's see here. Oh, this is something I've talked about as well. Uh, gang culture, prison culture, thug culture. I've said it comes from the feminine, right? It comes from the feminine. And women realize this after they go um, against these, uh, they chase these gang guys who are somewhat dangerous. But I've been telling you for a while, a lot of that culture comes from the feminine. And the reason why is a lot of these men are raised by single mothers. A lot of these guys, this guy's going to explain it. And I talked about even the hair culture. A lot of these guys wear hairstyles of the feminine. Right. And a lot of people don't agree with me, but the Jerry curl, the perms, the braids, the long hair, the long uh, corn. This is of the feminine. These are qualities that you will see characteristically of the feminine. And because these young boys grow up around what they grow up around women, primarily with the absence of men, they adopt the feminine, even the flash and dress, the dress and the pimp. The pimp culture is of the feminine. I know people don't understand that. The pimp culture comes from the feminine, right? They start adopting feminine characteristics related to style and all of that shit. Now, listen to this guy. He's going to drop. He's going to drop a lot of science on you guys, and it's going to be exactly what I've been telling you. All right, so let's go ahead and get this brother up, this OG. And uh, as you can see here, this is the guy you're going to be listening to on the screen. Here we go. Story time. Over 30 years ago during the height of mass incarceration i was a third year college student who got fucked up on bullshit and ended up doing a gang of time one day when i first started doing my time an old man walked me around the track 
And he taught me a few things. And among the things he taught me was in the form of a question. And this is what he asked me. You know why these motherfuckers up in here like this here, don't you? I said, well, yeah, murder. And he said, no, murder might have been a charge, but that ain't the reason why they up in here. I said, well, what's the reason? And he said, for having bitch-ass ways on the street. Uh-oh. What? These big swole gang banged out the gang motherfuckers from every gang set in the state of California. What the fuck you mean by that? And then he said, let me explain. 90-something percent of these dudes right here were raised by women. And as a result, they have female emotional tendencies. That don't make them gay, but it does make them dangerous. I said, what do you mean? And he said, because when you combine male masculinity with female emotional tendencies, you'll kill a motherfucker over how you feel. Mm. But you'll never kill a man over how you feel, because tomorrow you're not going to feel that way, but that motherfucker going to be just as dead, and you're going to be up in this camp looking at me. That's why when you get mad, the first thing you have to do is calm down and be quiet. And whatever you have to do after that, you do that shit calmly and quietly or not at all. But that's why these niggas is up in here. They're not in here because they was in danger. They in here because they was in their fucking feelings. I'm telling you some good shit. Woo! Yo, lead. Lead the choir out here. Lord, 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 Lord. Woo! Woo! This is the man we need. These are the men we need. These are the uncles we need. We need men to step up and lead these men. That right there. We're going to play it again. And I might break it down. So I let it play so you can hear it. That right there is exactly why men are needed. So when Kim Kardashians and these women take men out of uh, the children's lives, especially young men, they become dangerous. They become an emotional. They become the act in their feminine. And when men act emotionally, it's not a sign of masculinity. It's not a sign of being tough. This is a sign of feminine type energy because he said, and I'll quote, when you do things based on how you feel and you react based on how you feel, that is more of a feminine quality, not masculine. Let me go ahead and play it again for you brothers who missed church this weekend. Listen and listen closely. And if you disagree, you part of the problem. Let's continue. Story time. Over 30 years ago, during the height of mass incarceration, I was a third year college student who got fucked up on bullshit and ended up doing a gang of time. One day when I first started doing my time, an old man walked me around the track and he taught me a few things. And among the things he taught me was in the form of a question. And this is what he asked me. You know why these motherfuckers up in here like this here, don't you? I said, well, yeah, murder. And he said, no, murder might have been a charge, but that ain't the reason why they up in here. I said, well, what's the reason? And he said, for having bitch ass ways on the street. Hey, listen, listen. Woo. I agree. What? These big swole gang banged out the gang motherfuckers from every gang set in the state of California. What the fuck you mean by that? And then he said, let me explain. Ninety something percent of these dudes right here were raised by women. Hey. Without a doubt. Dude, listen, now, now, the women are like, he's blaming women. All right, women file for divorce. Women overwhelmingly get custody. Women overwhelmingly alienate kids from, from fathers. Of course, there's deadbeat dads. Very few of them. When you get talk about marriage and divorce, when you talk about kids that were coupled, most of these women are alienating kids from fathers. Now, there are some deadbeat dads, but but and they need to take the blame. He's not blaming women. He's talking about the last 30 years of all culture. 
when we said single mothers are princess warriors, single mothers are trying, single mothers are queens. No, they race criminals. That's what they do. Statistically, they race criminals. The exception to the rule of the daughter that went to Yale instead of going to jail is the exception to the rule. The exception that proves the rule. If you look at the gang culture, if you look at thugs, if you look at criminals, pimps, if you look at the people, men in jail, it's not because a white man tossed them in there. It's more than likely they were raised by a single mother. All right. Now, let's continue. More than likely, just statistically. Don't get mad. All right. Here we go. Don't get mad. Get glad. And as a result, they have female emotional tendencies. That don't make them gay, but it does make them dangerous. I said, what do you mean? And he said, because when you combine male masculinity with female emotional tendencies, you'll kill a motherfucker over how you feel. Woo-wee! I've been saying that. We've been telling you that. We've been telling you that. Don't operate because tomorrow you got feelings. People want you to be in your feelings in this culture. Feelings are dangerous. Feelings are feminine. We can't have men being engaged and told to be in their feelings because feelings change and it's not a good place to be in a masculine place. Do not be in your feelings, all right? You want to be more leaning to stoicism, careful, consideration, use logic, deliberation, evidence, right? This is why I don't engage in debates because they get all spirited and emotional and name-calling and gaslighting and sign language. I don't get into it because it's based on the feminine. Debates are based on the feminine, right? Now, debates that are going to lead to somebody changing their mind, that's something different, but some of these YouTube debates are all in the feminine spirit, all right? And it's exposing them and tattletelling and snitching. This is all feminine energy. It's all feminine energy. It has nothing to do with masculinity. And most of the time, one guy is trying to actually appeal to the feminine to try to debate me against the masculine, all right? That's all they're doing. So it's a feminine characteristic. So here we go right here. Let's go ahead and complete the circle. But you don't never kill a man over how you feel because tomorrow you're not going to feel that way. But that motherfucker going to be just as dead and you're going to be up in this camp looking at me. That's why when you get mad, the first thing you have to do is calm down and be quiet. And whatever you have to do after that, you do that shit calmly and quietly or not at all. But that's why these niggas is up in here. They're not in here because they was in danger. They in here because they was in their fucking feelings. I'm telling you some good shit. Bless this man for taking us to the church. I wish I had the choir. Yikes. Bless this man. Bless this man. All right. It's absolutely incredible, credible knowledge that a man could give another man, especially a young man who was going through a hormonal stage development. Women can't tame younger men. They have no way to do it. All right. All they could do is try to threaten them or emotionally, uh, emotionally uh, uh, terrorize them or emotionally keep them hostage. That's the best she can do. All right. And if she get into the physical, most most young men could just beat the shit out of their mom, right? So she knows that and thus has to submit to him or has to submit to him emotionally or, I'm sorry, have him submit to her emotionally, right? Manipulation, tactics, threats, all right? And some of these things they engage in. So, guys, when you have real men around, let real men teach. And, ladies, stay out of it. The one thing that, uh, that I would tell this culture of people is to have women stay out of man business, I know it looks weird. Um, we actually had a clip of a woman saying, well, we, we need to teach these people, these men, these young boys to, oh, it was the super nanny. We need to let these men explore their emotions. No, we don't. We need men to tell these young men, sit your ass down, stand in front of them, tell them to sit their ass down and lead them into their young adulthood. And ladies, stop butting your nose in it. The one thing you guys do, because we don't do this with men with their daughters. 
We don't do this with moms and their daughters either. We don't butt our nose into their business. Mothers, you want to teach your daughter about their cycle, about how to take care of their body, how to douche, how to do all of these things to keep their punani prime. We don't get involved in that. We don't get involved in that. Now, when we're teaching our kids how to not destroy themselves, stay out of it. Don't dump your, well, you should teach it. Shut up. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Get out of my business. This is my business. I'm the one that's going to get blamed for it. I'm the one that's going to take the L. Stay out of my business. Let me teach these kids. Let me lead these kids. Let me protect these kids. And thus, let me protect you. But if you want to know how the ingredients and the cake is made and dump your head in the kitchen and ask me what I'm doing next, am I putting the eggs in and the flour? No, get your ass up out the kitchen and let me get this cake made. But they want to interfere and know everything. Ladies, you don't, the one mistake you're going to make is trying to know everything that goes in the hottest man does his business with this family. Okay. You don't need to know every detail. In fact, it's best that you do not. Because men are out here making shit happen. And you don't need to know how. You don't. You don't. It's best for you to have to know how sometimes. All right. Stay out of the bullshit. Just do focus on what you're doing and not what I'm doing. I'm doing something that's going to help everybody in the long term. You're doing something that's going to try to disable us with some emotional shit in the short term. And then what you'll do is you'll blow it up. We're going to get to Kim Kardashian in a minute. You'll blow it up because you're nosy. And you want to know all the details and you'll blow it up and you'll mess up everything. Trying to be nosy. Stay out of my shit. All right. Anyway, <laughs> and this isn't meaning that you're not capable of knowing the shit is that you're going to want to know along the way every step. And then you're going to interfere where there's no need for you to interfere. Stay out of it. All right. So let's get to the last one. And this is going to be um, another message for you younger guys. I know you think dudes are old at 35. No, no, no. It looks like Lionel Richie, age 73. Age 73 says sex with his girlfriend, age 33, keeps him young, not plastic surgery. Of course, my man can go all night long, all night, all night, all night long, all night all night long he don't even need to go all night long he just need to get his five strokes in on something young he need to be touching he need to be touching something tight and firm he need to be touching on something nice and silky he need to be touching on something lean and fit and mean he don't need to be touching on no sloppy yogurt he need that brick house <laughs> she's my tomate just letting it all hang out. She needs to be a brick house. All right. He need them young, fresh and green out there. All right. That's what it is. And guys, all right. He need it easy like Sunday morning with some Niagara attached to it or some Cialis. That's definitely the game. Hey, look, look, it ain't over. You can be 73. All you guys got to do. Check this out. Go get some money. Stay fit. Stay healthy. Keep your health a priority. All right. And stay around young women. <laughs> right. Older women going to wear you down and age you real fast. Stay around young women. Young women are nice. They got bright eyed and bushy tail. They got hopes and dreams. They ain't tainted. 33 is a little bit old for me, but if I'm 73, 33 is young. Get you a muse. 
Get a muse. You guys know what a muse is. You guys know what a muse is. Um, a muse is what an old artist or an older man used to keep around him. He used to keep young woman energy, young feminine energy around him. And he might not have been touching on her, but that woman was an inspiration to him. He kept him around for that energy so he can feel young himself. All right. Not a moose. <laughs> Y'all be having mooses around you and stuff. All right. A muse. Look it up in the past. There are several artists, several uh, um, um, older. They, this muse thing has been uh, or it's an inspiration. It's a source of inspiration. Now, of course, my muse, I'm going to be touching on. I'm going to definitely put hands on hips. And I will dip in you dip and we going to dip. All right. So I'm going to put I'm going to put hands on hips. All right. But uh, you can call it a muse, a muse, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it a moose, but you want to have a muse around. You want to have that young feminine energy, that spirited energy. And the way you can do it is I'm going to tell you, man, people are going to ask me, coach, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And I'm going to tell you, Uncle Earl's going to tell you. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. This is going to make it happen. This will make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how he meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, to who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Oh, he committed to getting that bedroom. He committed to getting inspired. I need that inspiration. I need that inspiration and perspiration. Actually, Lionel said water, sweat, perspiration, and inspiration. That means the junior college. All right, shout out to my man. You heard me, says these XXs need us bad out here. Give them the Thanos, they do. You could not live with your own failure. Thanos. What did that bring you? Indeed. Back to me. What did that bring you, ladies? Back to me. Shout out my man, Roderick Miller. I'm rich. Came in with the sponsorship. He says, tithings and offerings keep telling the truth. We're here. To tell you that truth. I know it's going to be hard for y'all to really accept, but it is what it is. All right. Brian says telling truth and saving lives. I appreciate you, man. Money Miguel says manipulation episode was fire. Like to hear more. Yeah, there's definitely some more. There's some manipulative tactics that I left out. I left out. So maybe we can engage in that a little bit later in the week. Shout out to Money Cody. He says everything has ordered and ordered. For sure, everything has order. Once we violate the order, like for instance, I'll tell you an order that biologically we have that many times they're trying to logic their way out. Titties. Now, oh, by the way, did you follow my Twitter? Follow my Twitter. So follow my Twitter. Let me acknowledge this first. My Twitter has a video of a woman walking with her whole peace leave out in the airport. All right, yes, her monkey is out. She got that monkey out. Now it's a fat stay puff much marshmallow monkey, but she's walking through. It looks like a mall or an airport with her monkey out. And what I've been telling you is we're going to get to a point, by the way, that should be a crime because if a man was doing it, he would get arrested. 
All right. But I've been telling you, we're going to get to the point where they're pushing this envelope to having sexuality fully out uh, of women, them objectifying themselves, volunteering to, and then your family, your children, uh, your husbands are going to be exposed to this. We're doing this on Instagram. And now, now this woman's doing this and she did not get arrested for indecent exposure for, for whatever. Right. My Twitter is coach Greg Adams leads you to everywhere. Just go to there and Google it. Coach Greg Adams. Okay. That'll get you anything. You're going to find everything, but she's walking around with a skirt and it's open. Her monkey is full out. Right. It's, and this isn't a homeless chick in San Francisco. This is a straggle daggle. Right. And so I've been telling you this. And so what we do is we try to use these logics to erase biological imperatives, things we're hardwired for, like titties. We hardwire for titties. And women are like, why are titties sexualized? Because they are. Mm. What, what are we doing? Like, why are we having this debate? <laughs> right. So your titties out is going to cause an issue. No, this is not Western Puritan culture. Titties out is going to cause a problem. All right. Now, if you want to go to some third world shit somewhere in the middle of Brazil where they ain't never seen anything. All right. And they live down in a hole somewhere. Go there. Titties still going to be a problem. <laughs> right. Still titties are still going to be like, all right. So people will be like, well, why are we sexualizing them? They're just lumps of fat on. Stop, stop, stop. Stop it. It's sad. But this is what we're doing. Shout out to Michael. D, he says, I'm 26 years old, living in L.A., and you saved me. Shout out to you. God bless the brothers that live in Los Angeles. You're getting lessons that people in Tupelo, Mississippi, are not getting. And I can't show the video that I showed on Twitter, so that's why I didn't show it here. I just sent you over there. All right, I can't show that on YouTube. All right, YouTube would probably just take me down immediately. So I had to send you over to my Twitter. But that peace leave is out, hanging out. But God bless the brothers that live in L.A., all right, you guys are, your parents chose to live there. Most people are broke in Los Angeles. You have a lot of, you have, do have a very, very big wealthy class. And you can make $200,000 in Los Angeles and still be broke, right? And if you're a younger, younger guy and you're making 40, 50, ninja, man, Lord. It's actually crazy. It's actually crazy. Somebody says broke is relative. You live in Los Angeles, <laughs> right? You live in Southern California, you ain't seen broke until you lived in SoCal or any one of these comparable areas. New York. It's it's bad out there. It's bad. Like, you can make good money. You can make good money and be broke. Flat broke in L.A. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't go, you, you're just going to be going to work and back home. Living with your roommate, you're going to be next to a family of eight next door in your apartment complex. You ain't going to no Laker games. If you go to Laker games, you're sitting in the 400 section all the way up next to the wall in the rafters, right? And then that's going to cost you a pretty penny by the time you get down to parking, food. That's a $400 trip to sit in the rafters. Don't ever try to get lower than that. You're talking about $1,000, $1,500 just to go to the man, please. It is bad out there, man. It's bad. So I always tell people, this is my advice for people that want to come to L.A. I was like, do not bring your broke ass to L.A., please. Yes, they got the women weed in the weather, but um, L.A. is cool. The weather's good. The laws are just shitty. Um, more people are getting put into homeless situations there. 
Um, if you're broke, just say that. Do not if do not bring if you're coming to L.A., be ready to hustle. But if you think you're going to be a normie in L.A. and make it and ladies. Do not go to L.A. thinking that you're going to come up on a boss. Boss ninjas. The boss ninjas, you. <laughs> the boss ninjas out here got rotations of girls. The best prime ass punani in the city. They got rotations of them. Some of them trick. It don't matter. They pay girls. You're not going to get a boss ninja. Do not take your ass from Columbus, Ohio to Los Angeles. I know you're the baddest chick in Columbus. I'm the baddest bitch in Columbus. Do not bring your ass to LA or Southern California or whatnot. Unless you got some training up under you. You're going to bring that Columbus attitude to Los Angeles and you're going to be a six. Quickly, expeditiously, you're going to be a six in Los Angeles. And now I know people say, I visited Los Angeles. I didn't see shit. Well, you was in downtown. All right. First of all, people be going to Los Angeles and they don't even get a rental car. Tom Bot, I was in L.A. You were not in L.A., Ninja. You were in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. L.A. is spread out like this. All right. And trust me, you ain't touched nothing visiting for four days. You didn't see shit. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. All right, people, <laughs> you saw Nathan in between, please. All right, come on, man. You got to spend like two years in L.A. You need to just figure out where you at. Talking about you went over there. <laughs> yeah. You need a rental car. If you visit L.A. and you ain't got no rental, you're going to see Nathan when you get there. Anyway, and trust me, dude, people are cutthroat out there. It's cutthroat. And they cutthroat. It's different than New York. New York's cutthroat, and they'll spit on you and curse you out. The fuck over over here. Get out of my way over here. That's how New York is cutthroat. So L.A. is cutthroat like this. They all in your face smiling and grinning and cutting you to the fat meat and smiling and grinning as you leaking. Like, hi, how are you? Yep, I'm going to cut your throat right here. It's underneath. It's undercurrent. So they, you think these are your homeboys and shit. And they like smiling. Let's do lunch. And let's go here. Let's go down to Sepulveda. Let's go down to Westwood. And let's kick it and all that. Man, please. These people are the most two-faced people in the crate, in the world here. And yo, if your girl is in L.A., you don't got a girlfriend in L.A. She's not yours. It's just your turn. When you're in Southern Cal, Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego. You don't have a you don't have a girl. <laughs> you do not have a girlfriend, ninja. You do not. Don't 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 believe, bro. Hypergamy is on steroids. You about to lose your bitch if you bring your bitch and move her to Los Angeles. You ain't gonna do because man, dude, that that girl gonna get turned out. She gonna get turned out if she knew. She come in 24 years old. She then left Kansas and she touched down in L.A. That girl going to get turned out. There's too much. There's too much debauchery in Los Angeles. Too much. And there's stuff that you'll never see. Like she'll see it before you see it. She'll get invited to one of them eyes wide shut. She'll get invited and they'll be eating sushi off her naked body and they'll pay her too. <laughs> she done moved in fresh. Yep. 
And trust me, not my girl. Ninja, that rent going to hit y'all four months in a row. You're going to hit that rent. The first month, y'all going to go through your savings. Second month, you're going to be like, damn, we need an extra job and some income. Third month, turned out. Fourth month, I shut orgies. And you ain't going to see it. Yep, she's going to be up in the hills. It looks like I got to go there to this job. I got to do a bartending thing at a mansion in the hills. Turned out, Ninja. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me get back to this in here. Uh, shout out to all those contributors. Let me check the Super Chats. And uh, yeah, we, 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 what we got here. Uh, shout out to M. Mr. Albert says, Coach, do you believe the lack of SAG is pushing a lot of young guys towards or lack of SAGs? SAGs is pushing a lot of guys towards the rainbow. Yes. For Gen Z, absolutely. All right. Because there's a place for them where previously that place wasn't there or they would have to do it in private. Now you have these people telling young boys, hey, if, if it ain't working with women over here, you can be over here. So we do have bisexuality going rampant. And, uh, you know, it's you can't, you can't call them out on it. So these places are for the leftover. I call them the friend of the friendless, <laughs> right? You ever see the episode of I Love Lucy? There was an episode of the friend of the friendless. And uh, it basically is a group of people that go when you are, you know, you're you're on the low in the sexual marketplace value. You're young. You might be acne, pimple face. No girls ain't never going to give you the punani. All right. And so you're going to go where the friend of the friendless are. Right. So instead of going monk mode. All right. It's sad. Ninja Snuggle says there's a girl at my school that said on Saturday that she's seen a post on Instagram saying that all men should start out there 10 years in prison. Start out 10 years in prison, and she agreed because she thinks the men are crap out here. So <laughs> see why women don't leave. So we should start off our first 10 years in prison as a wow. Chris Mike says just donating to the OOG ministry, a.k.a. the Order of God ministry, a.k.a. the double OG ministry plays to Jesus in the building. All right, big game e-coach. This Kim K crap is exactly why I wouldn't knock any American woman up. They make no sense. Say no to marriage. Say yes to the free agent lifestyle. Going back to Cartagena Thursday. Shout out to the coach gang out here and shout out to you. Passport gang, stand up. Zoe man says, coach, how you going to skip my last super chat? I didn't. I, I talked about it. LeBron, I, I, I got your super chats, but let's see what you said now. I turned 19 last week. After lying these last couple of months. Anyway, this time last year, I started watching you and I appreciate your wisdom. You've changed my life for the better. Thanks, coach. Shout out to you. And I got all your previous super chat. Sheldon says, damn, that guy is a thousand percent correct. LOL. You should make a link to that guy's shareable. Um, and he says, uh, keep up the good fight. Let me see here. Now, the guy that's reacting to it, it's, he's reacting to it, so it's not that guy's page. So whatever he's reacting to, he didn't post the link. All right, so um, he's reacting to somebody else's TikTok. And that somebody else is the guy dropping the knowledge. Last two, Justin O had a Chinese Juco this past weekend. She got hips like Chun Lee, coach. All right, Chun Lee. Hold on for a second. I got to look it up. If that's a good thing. Oh, that is, I see. All right, that's the Street Fighter girl. All right, yeah, boy. 
right, man. Shout out to her. I didn't know that was realistic. Shout out to Nate Bitt says, Tita, Titi's are a sign of sexual maturity, so they are sexualized. Hey, mm. shout out to you. That's actually a good point on that one. They are a sign of sexual maturity in many cases. So as they develop there, that's a sign of sexual maturity. So they are sexualized. But women will be like, titties shouldn't be sexualized. They're used for breastfeeding. No. As a matter of fact, if uh, it's a good idea to know uh, if she has a little bit of titties. Yes, indeed. Before you start poking on her. Anyway. He says, I don't know the Street Fighter. I don't know things by name. As you guys know, I'm my weakness is names. So if anybody references something by name, street name, location name, a person's name, I don't know shit about it. You're going to have to put up pictures to me, right? That's how you're going to do it. Like, do not reference something. Hey, you know such and such from such and place? I don't know. Put a picture up. Oh, yeah, I know exactly who that is, right? Put a picture of the location up. Show me the gas station. Show me the Wendy's on the corner. Show me the Starbucks. I can tell you exactly where it is. I'd be like, oh, I know where that is. That's right over there, <laughs> right? And it, I can tell you how much time. I can tell you how much time it takes to get over there. What direction you need to go, north, south, east, and west. I can definitely tell you where to go. All right, I wear how to get there. But do not tell me a person's name. Hey, do you know that girl, Kaylee, from Temecula? No, I don't. Who? Who? Show me a picture. I know exactly who that motherfucker is. Yep, I know them. Same thing with a ninja, a sniggle. Same thing with a sniggle. You show me a sniggle. You be like, you know that sniggle over there? I'd be like, I don't know that. I don't know that. Who? Who? You know Dexter. Dexter from where? Jamaica. Who? Show me a picture of that ninja. That ninja right there. I never forget a face. I never forget a face. I know that ninja right there. All right, anyway. Where are we at here? Ah, we're going to get back to the show. Uh, the WNBA right here, the WNBA, the WNBA, as you know, Brittany Griner was released and traded for a warmonger, right? The mercenary, a mercenary, essentially. I can't remember the name they called them, like the mercenary or weaponry war, selling war, wherever the hell he was. We traded that guy, Victor or something, for Brittany Griner. Now, Brittany Griner was supposed to be a hero to America, supposed to be a hero. And people who support Brittany Griner assume that everybody sees Brittany Griner as a hero. Well, recently, she made her WNBA debut again, and she stood up for the national anthem. The Merchant of Death, that's who we traded him for, or her, him, her, they, them, him, they. Well, she's now been playing WNBA basketball, and then she's like, I'm going to play basketball again, and nobody cared, all right? She's opened up her first home opener to essentially empty-ass stadium. All right, so let me see what the uh, attendance was, the actual attendance. And I'm going to show you how delusional people are. Do they even have the app's actual attendance? They don't. So she played a game here at the Crypto Arena in, well, not here, in Southern California in Los Angeles. And there's Brittany Griner there. And here's the thing. This is what the coach said. The crowd size for Brittany Griner's WNBA return baffles the coach. Quote, how was it not a sellout? Mm. Well, the number one problem you have is it's not going to be a sellout to begin with. All right. So that's problem number one. 
But in their world, this is how delusional people are. They thought she was going to come back like G.I. Joe. She's the American hero. G.I. Joe saves the day. G. Bruh. They thought that the arena was going to be full and packed for Britney freaking Griner. Nobody give a shit about Britney Griner. This was the worst trade in the history of the world. That's number one. Number two, nobody cared about her to begin with. And number three, how in the world do you see that this was supposed to be a sellout? What? Phoenix Mercury head coach Vanessa Nygaard, I believe she played at Stanford or one of these schools, couldn't believe the Crypto.com arena wasn't sold out for Brittany Griner's official return to the WNBA floor. It says, but it was a big moment for the Baylor standout and so forth and so on. She missed all of last season after she was jailed in Russia on a drug conviction. She returned to the U.S. in December as part of a prisoner swap for arms dealer and merchant of death, Victor Bout. And then this is a um, this is a quote from the coach, Vanessa Nygaard, the coach of the Phoenix Mercury. I mean, it was great, but like, honestly, come on now, L.A. We didn't sell out the arena for Brittany Griner, Nygaard said. Like, I expected more, you know, to be honest, right? It was great. It was loud. But how was it not a sellout? And she says it again. How was it not a sellout? Jesus. What? I mean, first of all, it's WNBA basketball. It's not a hot ticket. Number two, nobody, people think that this was the worst deal of all time. It was nothing but a political ploy to cater to. I don't know who. It definitely wasn't to black women. It was definitely catering to the reading rainbow population. Number three, did I say this was the worst trade of all time? Number four, did I say nobody cared? Number five, nobody looks at Brittany Griner as an American hero. But this is the delusion that we have in our country that even the coach says she thought that people would be up cheering like it was Pat Tillman. <laughs> what? They was going to give her the Pat Tillman treatment. I'm sorry. This is despicable. It's such a disgrace. And I think overwhelmingly women don't care about women's sports. So if women aren't supporting it, how are women's sports supposed to pop off? And not even the reading run bill could fill up the, the, the arena because there's not that many of them. <laughs> not that many of them that care to watch basketball. All right, women's basketball. Crazy. Next story, and we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. This is a woman who's going to reveal that she's uh, announced a soft launch for her divorce. Now, this is a little bit despicable and disgraceful. She looks like a young woman. And, of course, uh, younger, more younger and younger people are getting married and divorced. And so here's the woman here, but we're going to play her video Oh. Millie, Ma oh, Master Splinter. All right, she's definitely a Master Splinter. This woman here, we're going to review her video. But let's look at the headline. Thanks to our American media that posts stories about people's TikToks. They're really doing the good work. Women reveals how she soft-launched divorce from her husband. I would be checking your page daily. I don't even know what that means. But let's talk about it. Her name is Sierra Gonzalez. And she recently posted a video explaining how she softly and slowly announced to the world that she was divorced. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, I don't know, Gonzalez, 
decided not to give her followers all of the information at once. So she soft launched the fact that she and her former husband split. <laughs> what the fuck is what, what are we talking about here? Well, thank God they have a video. So let me see if we can. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to have to go to her TikTok. All right. They, they got me. All right. So let me see if I can go to her TikTok. You're going to see what goes through these bird brains head, man, when it comes to this shit. So there she is. Somebody married her. Somebody thought she was safe. Well, she's not hot. She's not attractive. She's not a nine. She's a five. Well, I'm going to get a safe. I'm going to have her forever. She's going to be loyal to me and I'm going to treat her like a queen. All right. Let's see how this works out. Okay. Let's see how this, how this works out. Somebody says BG play for Baylor. I was talking about Vanessa Nygaard, not BG, but anyway. All right. Um, Let's go to the video here and talk about how she, this is two and a half minutes, almost three minutes. This is going to be painful. I'm going to show you how I've been soft launching my divorce. Am I a celebrity? No. Am I an influencer? No. Do my followers care? Probably not. But this was fun for me and it helped me cope. It helped her cope. Um, it helped her get attention. What she was looking for was attention accolades. She was looking for simps. She was looking for people to ask questions. She was looking for people to go, oh no, what's going on? This is weird. She's going to say it. So now not only is marriage attention for them, now divorce is attention for them. Let's continue. A little bit. So starting January 1st, this picture was posted to my story with no evidence of my husband. And I also posted a January top five with no pictures of him. <laughs> so she, this is how she's announcing to the world, right? Hey, where's your husband? Why is he with you? So for all the nosy people out there, they're probably like, that's a little weird. And I respect it because I'm also a nosy person that is constantly looking at other people's pages to see if they're still dating their significant others. A big one that was included in that top five was I take away men's rights so fast. This is a comment on one of my videos. This comment got one like, y'all. The comment got one like. So she's thinking you're going to uh, wonder what she's doing because she says I take away. Now you're going to ask about, wait, what about your husband's rights? What is this person talking about? This person literally got an article on on Yahoo for this shit. <laughs> All right, let's continue. I thought, you know, if I throw... And she liked the comment. Yeah, she did like the comment. Throw that in there, people might think that I'm in my man-hitting era, and I kind of am. So now you might see this picture and just think, oh, this is just a cute picture of her dog. No, this is New Year's Day. So I posted the other picture, New Year's Eve. This is New Year's Day. Still no evidence of my husband. <sighs> Man, when I tell you you're dealing with children, when I tell you you're dealing with children, this is what I'm talking about. Guys, this is the woman who divorced you. And you're thinking she divorced you in logic. Listen to this shit. What in the world is she talking about? So I posted a picture of my dog. To launch her. Let's see what she got more here. And you might be thinking, why is this so important? Well, what you also have to know is that I didn't post any family Christmas pictures. And every year we take Christmas pajama pictures with our dogs. And I didn't post that this year. 
So no Christmas, no New Year's. Things are getting a little suspicious. <sighs> now for my next story picture, this was sometime in February, I think. This is before I posted my jeans video, but this was the first time I had posted a picture of just myself in years. And like, it was some good information for people, but like, I also look good. Gentlemen, this is what you're dealing with out here. This is what you're dealing with. Somebody was married to her and was having rational conversations with her and got to the point where she says, I'm just going to divorce you. And he probably sitting at home going, damn, what did I do? I did something wrong. What could I have done better? And this is the bitch that he divorcing. Dude, you did nothing wrong. She cuckoo. Next comes the Facebook profile picture. I changed it from our wedding picture to a throwback picture of me in 2019. And she fat. I didn't upload a new picture because I didn't want it to be in the news feed. So I just put it to something I've already had before. Speaking of holidays, this was the only thing I posted for Valentine's Day. Time isn't real, but my back pain is. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, here's a big one. I privated my relationship status on Facebook. And then I sprinkled these memes throughout the month of March. <laughs> This was my first ever comment that I made. It was on this app. Um, Saving this for my hard launch divorce. Thank you. That was the first time I ever put it into like words on like somewhere. Like I didn't make a video, but I did put it out there. So if someone saw my comment, then they would know. And then finally, I deleted all pictures. Um, I archived a bunch of them like every day. I think I would do like one at a time just so I wouldn't raise suspicion. <laughs> But um, then I eventually deleted all of them and then blocked and unfollowed my ex. And now that everyone has found my account, hi. Oh my Lord. These are the people who divorce you. These are the, this, she shouldn't have even been able to got legally married. She literally got legally married. Somebody, somebody legally married this person. <laughs> I mean, guys, this shit is bad out here. This person's 13 at best development brain wise. She's a, this is a child. This is a middle schooler, but of course they will walk your ass down that aisle and then they will pull the rug from your feet. And this is what they're pulling, bruh. Oh, terrible. Let's get back to this right here, contributions, and then we're closing in on the main event. Chris Jericho says, CGA, there is a saying that East Coast people are kind but not nice, and West Coast people are nice but not kind. For example, if you fall, East Coast people will make fun of you but help you up. West Coast people will ask if you're okay but not help, and this is true. This is true. I've lived on all of these coasts. This is and this is true. They will laugh and <laughs> brush you off. But yeah, West Coast people will step over your cold, dead carcass. Kevin Sullivan says, had to send a 10 for that fire. Shout out to you, coach, for the best edutainment in this space. And we will keep it going out here. Shout out to you. Thank you, brothers, for the contributions right here to keep the show going. Let's check PayPal to see if y'all keeping up that energy. 
over there and Super Chat simultaneously as PayPal will require me to sign in again. Shout out to Enigma WPG. She's balding and they have no kids. The divorce was a gift to him. He's free to excel at life now, and I'm sure he was under 30. So that's the best thing that she could have done for him. All right. She definitely gave him a gift. And I'm going backwards on the Super Chats. I did not forget you. Shout out to our man Jacob says, every day I look forward to your streams. I even join the locals to get my weekend dose of CGA. Thank you, brother. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Coach Greg Adams.locals.com. Shout out to the private investigators in the building. Indeed. Uh-huh. We got one, two, three, four. We got a lot of them, so stay tuned, and then we'll get to some of this main event. No government name. What's up, Coach? The Kim episode will be fire. Tonight's stream is going to be viral. Me and my friends counting down to you expose the Beyonce strong woman cult. Please don't forget to, to mention Beyonce is also hired by the Democrats. I told you to do Biden. Her and Jay did a concert for Killary in 2016. They're paid agents, bro. People don't know these things, all right? They don't know these things, and they're not aware. No, they're just cool. They're cool with them. They're cool with them. Yes, they've made a lot of political statements regarding them, and uh, if you support it, you support it. If you don't, you don't. JC says, my four-foot, 220-pound Gordita is baking me churros tomorrow. Appreciate that. No government name, Coach. Keep preaching. Sorry, I have not contributed in a minute. I've been grinding. Long story short, I got promoted today to manager of my department at my job. Shout out to you. With a compensation package of $93,000 a year. I've never made this much money in my life. We need to stay focused. I know layoffs can always happen, but for me now, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor until I am told otherwise. Headed to the mountains this weekend for a white guy's getaway. Shout out to the white man out there in the mountains. Go to Lake out there what's up nigga what's up for the weekend nigga? hiking in the woods like you were talking about last week my man gonna be yodeling out there congratulations to you brothers good for you to stay in there and keep your self-focused jorge cruz coach i'm 34 fit and got my money right when i deal with women i shall be at the junior college only at 28 we start eliminating out here indeed we start eliminating and um, the best thing women can do, I will tell you the secret to getting the man you want. Get him while he's young and dumb. Don't get the dude when he done woke the hell up, <laughs> right? Don't get the dude when he got money. Shout out to uh, Loud Pocket says, I'm a nasty magtow. Oh, that's nasty. Shout out to the nasty magtows out there. We got uh, Mo Paul says you think attendance is the main reason why women's basketball players don't get enough and have to go overseas to get a paycheck. I think, yes, that is definitely the case. All right. So that's definitely the case. But um, the WNBA is just a summer league. All right. They don't play that many games. All right. So they only play 30 something games. It's a summer league. And uh, they'll never go against NBA because nobody will ever watch it then. And they can't even, you know, they don't have the capacity to compete for arena space during that. It is what it is. Lyle Pocket says, Coachy Kim K is a straight hater on Kanye. Kids love their daddy. He's talented, and Kim K ain't known for uh, but for one thing. I think you said ain't no, but for one thing. See, y'all making me look silly out here, but she's known for one thing. What What is it? What is she known for? <laughs> All right. 
All right, shout out to uh, Derek Choice as a representative of the community. She thick, though, coach. Oh, you mean the woman on my Twitter? She is thick. She got that fat monkey. All right, it's a little bit too. Yeah. Shout out to Loud Pocket says, I'm going fishing with my dog, Coachy. He says, Mira and her pretty feet are back in the coach gang. Shout out to her. She's back. All right, shout out to her. She ain't never left. Mira's in love with the coach gang. She's never left. Trust me. She's always been here. And we have, Kaylin says, Coach, uh, have you seen, have you seen somewhere or someone wearing a shirt with the model good sex? No stress. One boo, no X. Circle small, big checks. If so, how many people in the world do they actually live by that saying? Not many. Last one. We got a sponsorship here on the dark side. I'm living. All right. It's from Esteban Leon. Coach, I'm helping build a tech company. We just got an official evaluation, $75 million for the company. Damn. He says, I'm part owner. Gentlemen, listen to coach. Disappear. Build skills. Then you can start your own. He says, I'm still broke because my wealth is tied into the equity, but here's some cash. Shout out to you, brother, out there. I got money. You're still broke, but hey, in the long run, you'll be very, very wealthy should you sell this company, should you have, um, should you continue to build wealth in this company. Hey, listen, being, being broke but having a lot of equity is way better than having no money at all. Shout out to you, man. The biggest strength that you guys have as men is the ability to walk away, all right? That's your biggest strength. And a lot of times people think it's a weakness for men to walk away, but it is a great strength. All right, let's take you to this brother here, Alpha Villains Instagram. Alpha Villains Instagram. And read this one. He has an Instagram, and I think he has a YouTube channel named Alpha Villains. All right, so check him out. And I want you guys to read this. When a woman breaks up with you, she's betting against your future. It's your job to make her regret. Okay. Now, this happens to a lot of men. We've all been in the breakups. We've all broken up with women. You know what I mean? She was getting soggy and whatnot. But sometimes when a woman breaks up with you, it's not something that you did. It's something that you probably didn't have. You didn't have enough time. You didn't have enough money. You weren't giving enough, paying her enough attention, right? And so you were focused on things you were juggling. Like our old poppy told us, don't get women now. Don't get married now. You can do with that later. You got to get yourself up. And so you were trying to juggle her and trying to juggle all the things you need to do to get to your position, which is quite difficult. Not many men can do both. We're very much compartmentalizing our life. And this truth has to be understood by a lot of guys. Some people gave up on you. Some women in men's lives, they gave up on you. And they said, you know what? I don't think he's going to get to the point that um, he's going to be beneficial to me. So I'm going to pull the plug now. I'm going to jump out now. And perhaps maybe my better option is somewhere else. And she'll bet against that. She'll bet against your future. Only for you to make it. And this is where we get with the Kanye, the Kim and Kanye story. You make it, and then she goes, oh, shit. I bet against you, and you won. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes you turn out to be exactly who she thought you was. In that movie, Acrimony, with um, the one sister, um, Taraji P. Henson. This is the story of the acrimony. What happens is people get in her ear. 
They say your man ain't shit. Most men are in their 20s and 30s trying to struggle and strive and also balance a relationship, and they stagnate. They plateau. They don't reach their excellence. And they'll tell them, you don't need to reach excellence. You don't need the money, but then we'll measure you by you not having such. We don't have a house. You still in a, you live in an apartment. And then her family might say, damn, you still live in an apartment? He really ain't going to make it. Why don't you ditch him now? And then they ditch you. But then when you make it and pop off five years, 10 years later, she still thinks it's her money. Oh, that's my money. And if you have children or a marriage, she can tap into your money. Because you were married to her at one point and you have children, she'll take you to court and say, I want money. And that's the money she bet against. The money you have is the money she told you you was shit when you didn't have that money. Right? And then she'd be pocket watching you and chasing you. If you never married her or never had kids, she'll try to come back into your life. Hey, big kid. After she didn't blew that bridge up. So you guys got to make sure you understand that when you get broken up on is sometimes somebody had a little bit more than you at a time, right? They might have a little more status than you. I had a story about this when I was in college. Okay. When I was in college, I had my boo. All right. See, this girl was my boo. And um, we was all touchy feely. We walked each other to college class. We was all, man, she was a beautiful woman too. Beauty. And um, but at the time it was between me and and um, the uh, one of the star running backs on the football team. Now, I, I told you the story before where back in these days, we didn't have access to each other's cell. We didn't have cell phones like this back in the day. So during the spring break. She uh, you know, when you go on spring break, you go separate ways, you don't have ways to reach each other. You call the home phone if they ain't there. You hope to hit them on the pager. You're like, let me get her on the pager real fast. And then you get her on the pager. They can call you whenever they get access to a phone or a pay phone. So this young lady um, during the spring break got a little bit curious. And the dude was who he was. He had a little more status than me. I was just a bench warmer on the basketball team. And he was a lot better than me. Um, he was the big man on campus in terms of football and whatnot. Well, she got curious. He paid her a little bit of attention, paid her a little bit of attention, pay, pay, paid her a little bit of attention. And she was like, hey, this is an upgrade. It's an upgrade. And she decided to go over there and venture out. Now, during that week, they're out at parties, and I ain't there with her. Now, here's the thing. My homeboys is there with them. My homeboys see it, and I'm over here on the other side of town. Spring break. So they partying, and... They hooking up. And then my homeboys see it. Now, back then, you didn't, you couldn't text and take a picture, right? You couldn't text and take a picture and be like, ah, right? So what eventually happened was, by the time we get to school, that day, my homeboy pulls me to the side, all right? And shout out to my boys because they had my back, all right? But back then, just remember, you couldn't just text them and be like, damn, your girl tripping, right? So back then, I and actually, you know what was funny? You get that pit in your stomach. Guys, check this out. Have I seen her since college? Yeah, I'll tell you the story. I've told this story quite a bit. I'll tell you how, the, how it ended up. I've seen her years later. All right. But in the pit of my stomach during this time, you feel something's different. You're like, what is going on here? Like, so before spring break was over, we kind of got a little bit weird. It kind of got a little bit weird. And then 
spring break happened. So it was kind of like, you know, women can't serve two masters. So when they're trying to monkey branch, they're going to kind of burn the bridge of the other one, right? So something was happening. Then, of course, the spring break hit. Yeah, disturbance in the force. And I was like, something's up. You know, you're not hearing from all spring break, blah, blah, blah. So first day back on spring break, I'm walking on campus. And um, my boy, I knew something was up because I ain't really heard from her, right? The whole spring break. My boy, Ellis, shout out to Ellis. Ellis pulls me to the side and he's like, bro, I got to let you know, man. Your girl was with Gary all spring break. So he hit me. And I knew what was up. I knew something was up. But then I got on campus and my boy immediately, was, he, he was like, I got to tell you, just so in case you find out, your boy was with Gary. I was like, damn. I mean, your girl was with Gary. So I was like, damn, I knew it. And my homeboys, you know, they, they're, they're doing what men do. They're not gossiping. And they're showing support. Uh, like the, the whole friends, the funny thing is, I always tell people, you're always the last to know. Husbands, you're always the last to know. When your wife is about to leave you, you're the last one to know. Uh, guys, when your girl does uh, something crazy, you're going to be the last one to know. Everybody's going to know before you. And everybody knew. Everybody knew. Even her female friends knew. Gary knew. My boys knew. So my boys giving me the silent. They're giving me the silent support. They're giving me the silent support. And uh, they're, they're going like, you know, man, you know, they're not saying much. They know I'm like messed up. And they're like, you know, it'd be all right. You know, they hit me with the it'd be all right. They can't look me in the eye and shit. They can't look me in the eye. And so I'm embarrassed. I'm like, what's going on? Everybody know. So I go to the cafeteria where we would all hang out. And I've told this story before. Um, I go to the cafeteria and out she's walking. She starts walking out. Guess what? She's surrounded by all of her friends. Now, she wasn't the one to be having a bunch of hens around her, but she's around. She got all the hens and all the well-known hoe hens, all of her friends. She She's surrounded by hens. So we're walking, and they're kind of supporting her because they know shit about to go down. They're like, we got to walk her around the campus. So here she comes. She got her hen protection. So I see her. She see me. Everybody stop. Everybody stop in the cafeteria. It go quiet. Ninja star hitting spoons and forks, star hitting plates. And I was like, can I talk to you for a minute? And so, yeah, she's like, yeah, sure. Everybody's stopping. I was like, what's going on? And I didn't go emotional. I didn't get crazy. I was like, she was like, oh, everything's good. It's all good. And then I was like, I heard you was with Gary during spring break. And as soon as I said that, here come the hens. They start going crazy. They start pulling on her. And yeah. So all them hoes know mm. how all these hoes know how all these hoes know. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, sit there like what's going I'm like, I'm going to be clutching my pillow tonight. <laughs> all right. And so I'm like, damn, like all. So I'm looking at it like all these girls, all, everybody knows. Everybody knows but me. Last to know Ninja. So I walk outside. They take her away. They escort her <laughs> away. I'm what, how, how old was I about this time? 19, 19 or 20. They take her away. And then I'm walking out and my homeboys, you know, just sitting around a tree looking like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> they ain't got shit to say. 
but they hit me. They're supporting me, but it's silent support. It's kind of like, you know, they just waiting for me to bust out crying, going crazy, yelling, screaming. So they can just be like, you know, just, 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 you know, it's, it's part of life. Ninja <laughs> part of life. And Gary walks up. Like it was like, they planned this shit in a 15 minute phase. Here come Gary. So I see my homeboy. He confirms. I see her. And here come Gary. I never see Gary's one of these dudes at this point. He's not even um, he don't even hang out. He's like big man on campus. He kind of comes and goes like you don't see him. And here he comes. Walking up. And I'm like, so I'm still stunned. I got hit with the cold stone stunt. Go. Uh, yeah. Stone cold stunner. I'm stunned. And here he comes. Want to fight me. So Gary knows everybody know, but my dumb ass. <laughs> so I'm still hit with the stone cold stunner that everybody knows. And here comes Gary wanting to fight me. What's up? You want to fight me over? And I was like, bro, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I don't even know where I'm at. And uh, now you want to come up and fight me. We never really mince words together. We really was about like, he's kind of like a quiet guy. I'm a quiet guy. I'm like, I ain't trying to fight you. Like what? <laughs> So then he's like, you know, they kind of got to push him to the side, like the quiet support homeboys kind of be like, man, Gary, leave, leave, leave him alone, leave him alone. And I'm sitting there just like, wow. Right. I think I don't even go to class. I think I went home. I went to I went to my dorm. I went to the I went to the crib. I was like, just stunned. And back then, remember, you couldn't text her. You couldn't be like, hey, bitch, you couldn't do nothing. You had to wait. She got home and got her on the phone. So you beeping her 911 and call me on her cell phone. Um. Guys, that shit happens. Yeah, I'm at the crib. But, dude, that was one of the, that that drove me. 19 years old, you know, when you're 19, 20, you ain't got shit. You ain't got shit to your name. And most of the time, status trumps, right? Not even money trumps, status trumps. And that was back in the 19, that was, uh, what was that? Had to be like 1990s, mid-1990s. So status trumps everything. So that's how hypergamy used to get you. Now money starts to get into it because social media. But um, I use that as significant motivation and uh, um, use that to motivate myself to get out. I transferred to another university, not because of that, but I transferred out. It was a community college and uh, got on my purpose, got on my purpose. I didn't have another girlfriend per se. In between that, I just said, you know what? I'm going to get focused. I'm going to become successful. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous, whatever it was. And I use that as motivation. In fact, um, we never even had much closure until I saw her like years later. I saw her years later, probably about eight years to 10 years later. I saw her about eight to 10 years later in a parking lot. And um, I was already married. I think I might have even had a kid by then. And um, I actually parked next to her. <laughs> it was weird. And it wasn't even in the same city that we went to college with. It was in a, it was like in the middle of nowhere. That she had been there. So I parked next to her. I get out the car. She sees me. And she said, hey. <laughs> right. She was like, hey. And I looked over and it was her. I was like, damn, I haven't seen her probably for many times since since that day. And um, we caught up. There was no hurt feelings there. None of that. We didn't bring up. Hey, so what happened? We didn't do any of that. And I think she was she she had a kid. She had a kid in the car, but I don't know if she was married. I didn't even ask her. But um. She definitely had a kid in the car and all that stuff. She still looked the same. She wasn't, she didn't hit the wall. She wasn't ugly. She still looked the same. And uh, we, 
we happened to talk for like five to ten minutes and uh all of that stuff we didn't bring up all of the other shit and all that stuff but it was a good it was good to see her because i think i probably hadn't seen her for years but that was because i moved around and i was coaching and all that stuff and all that stuff but anyway it was just kind of moved on. I didn't have no hurt feelings. I wasn't like, you did me wrong and I became successful. <laughs> you drove me to become successful, you bit. And um, yeah, it was quite cordial. It was good to see her. But uh, yeah, man, guys, look, when you're young, you're gonna go, you're gonna go through those things. That's just a part of life. You shouldn't like those things that didn't even make or break me. That never really affected me until my mindset and philosophy. I knew marriage wasn't for me, probably not. Not because of that, but down the line, you're going to go through struggles like that. You're going to go through struggles. But, uh, you know, especially when you leave with love and you have nothing else. This is why love is kind of a myth. You got love, but then when the love goes, there's nothing else. Mm. Right? It's part of life. It's part of life. And most of the time, as the point of that story is this. Let's go ahead and put up the alpha villain. This is the point of the story. When, when a woman breaks up with you, she's betting against your future and it's your job to make her regret it. So sometimes you can actually have the story that comes down the line. And I don't know anything about how the other guy ended up, but um, she could probably see that there was still confidence in me. And, hey, you did well for yourself. You know, at that point, I was doing well for myself in life. And she probably could look like he turned out all right. I think I think she gave me her phone number and I never called her, but I, that because I was married at the time. So. I didn't cross that line, but anyway, but I hope I was like, maybe, maybe Gary skeeted in her guts and then now she's a single mom. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> that could have been a possibility. That could have been a great possibility. Now that would have been a win. If I would have found out he skeeted in her guts and made her a single mom. Now that would have been, I would have been walking around like I should have, I should have asked her. <laughs> I asked her. That would have been like, I would have been like, Hold on for a second. I would have hit her with the. Gotcha, I would have said. Gotcha, bitch. That would have been the. That would have been. Whoo. I think I would have celebrated. I would have celebrated. I would have popped bottles if that would have happened. <laughs> All right. But um, man, maybe I should have asked her. I'd be like, yeah. So what? Uh, yeah. So uh, whose child is this? She would have been like, oh, Gary. And he's a he's a he's a loser, a deadbeat. I would have been like, ha. <laughs> I would have hit her ass with the dark side laugh. I would have been like, hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that would have been the super win for me. But guys, man, look, the purpose of this is here, especially when you're under 30, you're dating. Most of the time, a woman breaks up with you. She's betting against your future. A woman will divorce you because she's betting against your future. It's your job to make her regret it all right so that's the point of that story time all right let's get to this one right here here's another one this is a single mother who's going to take advantage of a guy and look at her take a look at this straggle all right you already know and look at her face Uh oh look at this dude face i don't want to fly twice as high here we go here he's taking care of you right he came to your rescue right no did he not come to your rescue I feel like we did he not come to your rescue? Just a yes or no question. Did he come to your rescue We're in a car accident? Well, there you go right there. Did he come to the rescue in your car accident? Guys, damsel in distress. So, guys, I'm going to tell you, man, for some reason, when it comes to situations where um, you do something good for women, it's not going to be rewarded. 
especially if there's nothing she can get. So this guy's in bad shape. You can see right here. And he's actually in worse shape because he's actually just trying to aim low. He should be focusing on himself, right? He need to get that beard connected. My man, need, I mean, this dude is this a mess. All right, let's get, let's continue. Yeah, is he the one working and paying the bills? Yeah. Is he the one working and paying the bills? Yeah. Okay, great. Everything we're saying. So, of course, yes, you're going to take all those things. Any person who's in a situation where they're a single mother would take all of those things. But a woman who's going to value those things would understand not to do anything to jeopardize it. And you're not there yet. And that's I why you like can't that get married. I feel like that was the beginning of the relationship. <sighs> um, I just take a deep breath on that because I want you to find love and I want you to have what you want. But when you say things like the beginning of the relationship, girl, you're still in the beginning of the relationship. It's five months. Oh He's taking care of. All right. And so and so what what happens is they will. This is an example of this man. He's definitely going to be over here on my show. He's being used for his resources and uh, she has no remorse for using him. And uh, she's talking about at the beginning, I was willing to use him and give him a little bit of nookie. He helped me out, but I'm going to just use this fool because I'm going to use his ass. All right. And I don't give a shit. She has the I don't give a shit look on her face of you. Right. When you see this right here, look at this look, man. I mean, you're going to see this. You can see this from your ex. You can see this from your ex-wife. You can see this from your mother. Sometimes they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They, do, they will use you and discard your ass right here. And you will keep trying to do what? I'm going to do better. Okay, what do you want me to do better? Pay for more. Uh, show more support. Be there. Be available. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, be more. Be here more. Okay, and you think that's going to fix it, and it's not. They're this there to be a parasite. He came to your rescue, right? No? Did he not come to your rescue? I feel like we... I feel like. I feel like. I feel like. That's a manipulative tactic there. So he asked her a direct question. She avoided it, dodged it, and then went to her feelings. Mm. Guys, that's a manipulation tactic. Manipulation tactics. And watch out for this shit. She don't care. And she says, I'm going to win this conversation on the feeling. Guys, this is not fair. This is not a fair way to get to any point. I'm going to forget it. Okay, you asked me two questions. I ain't going to give a fuck. Well, I feel like has nothing to do with your feelings. Are you using him? Yes. Did he not come to your rescue? Just a yes or no question. Did he come to your rescue in a car accident? Yeah, Is he the one working? By the way, did you see her answer that question? All under her breath. Well, yeah, he did. But she loud as fuck everywhere else. Did he help you? Did he come to your rescue? Yeah, he did. And paying the bills. Yeah. Is he? You see, she got quiet. Was he paying the bill? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he paid the bill. You the one working and paying the bills? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He came to my rescue. Yeah. Now she mumbling. Everything we're saying. So, of course, yes, you're going to take all those things. Any person who's in a situation. Look at this. Look at this. Look at what you, what you, what you throwing your life away for. Okay? Take a good look, gentlemen. Go look at your wife. Go look at your girlfriend. Take a good look at what you're throwing your life away for. All right? It's an epiphany. <laughs> Here we go. You'll have an epiphany phase. Where their single mother would take all of those things. But a woman. Look at this. Look, gentlemen. Look at this. Me look at this shit. Take a look at the live. Like, listen, the girlfriend that broke my heart, she was fine as hell. All right? She was out of my league. All right, but look. Take a look at this. Take a look at what you guys are having out here in terms of L's. 
Ninja, y'all out here losing over this. You got her on the talk show and shit. You should have saw this coming a mile away. Good Lord have mercy. Who daughter is that? She definitely looking like her father right here. Sheesh. Who's going to value those things would understand not to do anything to jeopardize it. And you're not there yet. And that's I why y'all like can't that get married. She, she still, I'm on my feelings. I'm on my feelings. Fuck your feelings. She's on her feelings again. I feel like that. I feel like, I feel like, listen, we talking about facts right now. We talking about facts. According to these facts, you're a disgrace. You're a despicable human being. What these feelings got to do with it? And even her feelings were wrong. In a relationship. <sighs> now, even this dude right here, he's sitting here like, God dang, I can't help y'all with his manicure beard. Check it. Look at him. He looking good. By the way, pause. I didn't say that. Um, even he's like, damn, y'all cold out here, man. So absolutely disgraceful and despicable. Yikes. All right. We do have some super chats, and then we're gonna get to the main event and get wrapped up here. All right, shout out to Delicious Dave. Pause again. Y'all got me out here looking funny. Thanks for the thumbs up. Shout out to Indiana Pacer Day. We're going to call you Indiana Pacer. Shout out to the homeboys from, is it? Uh, shout out to the homeboys like uh, Ellis. Ellis is his name. Shout out to the homeboys. Yeah, your homeboys should be not sleeping with your girl. All right. They should be holding you down. They should be holding you down like that. And my homeboys, they did hold me down. They held me down. And they made sure I was good. And they sniggled at me. They did sniggle at me after a while. I'm going to just let y'all know. They did make fun of me and try to get me to laugh about it. And I think it mostly was to get me to laugh about it because they know, man, everybody's been through that pain. You know, they started, I think they started uh, telling jokes and talking about I would be doing push-ups and shit. And <laughs> Right? They did get me. They got me. But that's what dudes are supposed to do. Dudes are supposed to get you after a while. So they had me. And that's what I give to you guys. When your girl break up on you and I tell you, you're going to be clutching your pillow, looking at the moonlight. You're going to be sitting there looking there. Oh, God, she's thinking of me. <laughs> right. Nah, man, we got to laugh at y'all sometimes. This is part of the game. It's part of the game. And listen, trust me, every man been through a heartbreak like that. Every man been through it. Not one guy could come here. I've never been. I've always been whole masculine frame. Nope. Nope. You don't get your girl taken. It's part of life. Shout out to uh, uh, where we got here. The actual King Smith. He says, I knew the moment I saw that Columbus, Ohio Facebook car sales post. I had to get it on locals. He says, you'll never run out of straggle and sniggle content. Keep them coming, coach. Hit me with the free agent lifestyle soundbite. Yeah, man. It's a part of life. It's a part of life. <laughs> It's a part of life. And your girl going to be getting her insides throttled while you thinking of her. Girl, your, your, your girl. Wait, hey, guys, have you ever got this? You got this in the pit. Um, You got this in the pit of your stomach that something wasn't right. There was a song by 112. I got a funny feeling, funny feeling that you don't love me anymore. Right? That was by 112. So. You're going to get this funny feeling, Ninja. Now, some dudes are going to ignore this funny feeling. You're going to be like, maybe I'm tripping. Ninja, you right. You hitting the nail right on the head. 
when you get that funny feeling, Ninja, it's a rap ski. It's rap. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> okay. It's just a matter of time. Your gut never lies. No, you're not being weird. You're not being controlling insecure. Ninja, she halfway out the door. She halfway out the door. And you guys know women monkey branch. They hold on to one branch and they before they have full grasp of the other. They ain't never, never has a woman cut a dude off in a relationship. And there wasn't another bull in the ring. Never in the history of female has a woman cut off the relationship and she was at home by herself. There's another bull hovering, ninja kicking the dirt back, snorting, blowing snot, snot and, and smoke out of their nose and ears. Another bull is waiting, ninja. She probably been wrapped up in this bull already. So when you got that feeling, <laughs> you got that feeling, ninja, another bull is in the ring and she's considering like when your girl comes in, when your girl comes in and she starts saying, you're not doing what you used to do to get me. You should automatically think another bull in the ring. Because what she's getting is pressure from the other guy. She's getting pressure. The other guy's pressuring her. Girl, let me take you out. He ain't doing what you do. I'll do better. But you don't see it. And it could be a friend. It could be some dude at the gym. It could be a coworker. It could be her friends telling her you ain't shit. So she getting pressure when she start coming in with ultimatums and you got to do better and you got to start picking up your life and you got to go get a job and get a better job. We got to buy a house. When she starts doing that, Ninja, the answer is this. There's another bull in the ring. That is the only answer. You might as well just look up like this and go, bitch, who is it? <laughs> who is he? Don't play. And if she start disappearing on your ass, you see each other five times a week. Now it's down to three and two. Another bull in the ring. That's the only answer. Ninja, start unpacking that relationship right now. Start unpacking it. It has never failed us. That is the answer. No, she ain't. Somebody says, no, she hasn't just thought about the relationship. No, she hasn't figured it out. It's somebody in her ear. Her mother, her mother-in-law. No, not her mother-in-law. Her mother, um, her girlfriends, they telling you her sister, her brother, somebody in her ear, right? That's what it is. It's a wrap, and you're not coming back from that, by the way. You're not coming back. She's going to do you a favor. All right, shout out to, yeah, her single friends, it's a wrap. All right, shout out to, or it's another bull putting pressure on her. Her ex, her ex before you could be coming back, and she has great loyalty, or she was imprinted by her ex. It broke off. You was the rebound. The ex comes back around. She already fornicating with him. It don't take much to fornicate with an ex. All you need to do is be in each other's orbit and have privacy. And you'll jump right in it. The ex don't have to work back up to get her peace leave hot and wet. So as soon as she see him, if they privacy, they're going to clap cheeks. When she come back, she's going to start telling you, you need to get right. And you need to do this. And you need to do that. Rap. <clears throat> Guys, don't let them. Do not let them. Think differently. Don't make them because they're going to be like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not true. Dude, this is true. I'm letting you know. Don't make them. Don't let them make you believe that that what I'm telling you is not true. This is 100 percent facts. It's undisputed. There's another bull in the ring. OK, stop it. Stop it. Don't let them think. No, nah, no, not really. I'm just trying to tell you. No, she's going to give you an ultimatum. You better marry me quick. 
I need to marry you quick. Why are you putting pressure on me? Another bulls in the ring. All right. All right. Anyway. Here come here come the women now. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. Here come the women. Look at the women and the simps. Here come the simps. Here they come. This is not true. No. <laughs> All right. Noel says. Noel says, uh, I just turned 46 yesterday and thought about my life. If I had not come across your content more than three years ago, keep doing what you do. If it wasn't for you, I would have been married to a busted Pillsbury biscuit can walking on eggshells for a piece of sloppy marital missionary. Instead, I had a Juco flatback last night for dessert. Thank you, CGA. Ain't it great? Ain't it great? It is great. It's great. He says, my, my ex did the same thing. We all got the same story, by the way. We all got the same stories, gentlemen. Don't think that it's only happening to you out here. Sir Dan, Dirty Dan says, wish me luck, coach. Wish me luck, coach gang. I graduate from the junior college tomorrow with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Free agent for life. All right. He said, not my girl. Yep. Ninja Snuggle says, shout out to the Gorditas in the building. Shout out to Brandon. Say, hey, coach, I'm 26 from New Jersey. I was outside for the weekend and saw nothing but Ditas, Mastodons, and Reading Rainbow. You were 100% right. There was nothing better than the dark side at this point. Running game is for lanes. Free agent lifestyle for life. Take me out with that warm embrace. Thanks for everything you do. Wrap you in. My warm embrace. Indeed. All right. And we'll just do the short one because I'm catching up and I got a boy. I got a tight schedule today. And uh, we got vans. I got one, two, three, four. We got our man Randy Bill says just wanted to give you a shout out or give a shout out to Albert Wesker, my favorite resident evil villain. Thanks, coach, for the edutainment. Can I get a short? I got money out here. I got money. Indeed. Vans says, coach, I was talking to a young man earlier. That told me with confidence that most of young Generation Z and Gen Alpha women up to high school were trisexuals. I told him there was no way that was true, but he convinced me based on the experience that seven out of ten young women were lick em low lovers. I think we need to be careful with what we say on the airways to men so that we don't warp their thinking. Also, I got that indoor camera. I'm not taking any chances with these XXs here. We'll send you to the gulag. Just like in the States, and all men need to stop believing no matter how many dig stick women take. Take dig stick, digging sticks. Shout out to Steph is cold. No matter how many digging sticks women take or bigger salami size, their peace leaves won't get stretched out for experience. It will, the more men they take within a short period. Oh, so you're saying they're not going to get um, stretched out, ladies? He says, you will over a short time. Fear to none. Shout out to you for the emoji. And let's get to the main event, if you will. Hey. Woo. We got the main event. Kim Kardashian is in the news today. And she's going to reveal exactly what's going on in our greater society. And if you don't know who Kim Kardashian is, Kim Kardashian is going to be this woman right here with the saggy diaper. All right. Shout out to her. And if you don't, there there she is right there. There she is in all of her glory. Look at the flat back. My goodness, my Lord. Mm. Which one y'all choosing? Like, 
Jesus. This is Kendall. <laughs> this looks painful. My goodness, either the pockets are low. What do we got here? Oh, my goodness. They look like tailbone. You taking the flat back? All right, let's put a pole up. My lordy, my iron and board Kaylee is in the building. We're going to put a pole up here. We going Kendall or Kim? Let me see if I can get my mouse over there. Sheesh. This is a tough one. Kendall or Kim? Or Kim? I, I know what I'm choosing. I mean, but it depends on how y'all like it. Like, good Lord, have mercy. Kendall looking a little too ironing board here. I want a little bit of bubble. Just a little. It don't got to be a lot. Kendall or Kim? What is Kendall doing? Like, yikes. <laughs> flatback. This is not even a flatback supreme. This is a flatback inside and out. My belt, my girl built inside. Her hips point out more than her. Her frontal pelvic crest points out more than that bubble. <laughs> All right, Kendall, baby. All right, I got it up on the community board there. You guys, you guys can vote. You got to pick one. I mean, my Lord, this is like a, what do we got there? My Lord. Okay. But Kim, as you can see here, uh, this is not matching. Something's going on there. This is not natural. I'm sure. What are we doing? Goodness. I'm taking Kendall. I'm going with Kendall, even though wowzers. I'm going for the flyback. I'm going flyback. I got to take the flyback. <laughs> Somebody said, that's her daddy. I hope not. Not right here is not. Oh, my lordy. I'm going Kindle on this one. All right. But you got to pick one. Pick one. I can't go with this right here. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. Let's go back. So this is Kim Kardashian right here. This was at this weekend's Lakers game. She's looking a little bit like she needs to refit, uh, empty her diaper. All right. But uh, this is what she said about Kanye West and her being a single mother. Now, uh, just to re. Just a re um review. There's Kim Kardashian right there. She looks better in the in the front than she does the back. And right now she says right here, uh, just a review. She divorced Kanye West. I believe they have four children, something like that. And she decided to get the majority custody. She decided to. She also filed for the divorce. And listen, Kanye West was was bugging, and uh, she decided to take the children from Kanye as a means to say. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. So I'm going to take all the responsibility. And she grabbed child support. Okay. She grabbed child support. I do not understand, gentlemen, as to why a woman like this would grab child support. Like, this is absolutely disgusting that you will restrict and fight for custody and file and get child support. I mean, let me go ahead and find out what the total of the child support was. Kanye. Like, I get it. I get it. If if Kanye dipped, that's one thing. $200,000 a month. $200,000 a month. And remember, this woman's going to complain about what she got going on now. So 200K. Remember, they think they're doing a, a, a making the right decision. But here's the deal. When she when she divorced him, she said, give me the money. Mm. 
This is absolutely insane. I do not get this use of child support. This is not the, by the way, this is not the intended use of child support. Now, these crooked ass people that are in the child support, they don't give a shit. They just trying to get their money up because if they actually did what it was intended to do, they wouldn't make much money. All right. Most people are not Debbie dads like that, especially the black men who was the stereotypical Debbie dad. They're not Debbie dads like that. There are some dumb Debbie dads, some despicable fathers. But if they made child support about them, they wouldn't make more money. They wouldn't make much money because, first of all, them ninjas ain't they Debbie. Right. They don't got jobs. They don't got jobs on record, so they can't get any money from them. They couldn't put a levy on their bank account. They can't pay lien, liens on property. They can't take their money out of checks. It would be it will be a wrap. So she's getting $2 million a year in child support to keep the kids away from Kanye. As a matter of fact, somebody brought up the fact that these kids love their dad. These kids love their dad, meaning that I shared a story before where the kids will be rapping their father's music and be bopping to the beat and rapping and singing. And the mom's like, Kim is like, well, I got to swallow that because I really don't want them to love their dad that way. But they love their dad. Is he the best guy? Probably he's he's a weird character. But that's still their father. And so they're playing the hide the kid game to Kanye, taking his money. Now, look at what's going to be the result. This is going to be the result. And this is the result of many, many women out here. Now she's going to complain, damsel in distress, about the situation she created. Now she created the scenario. Now here we go. And of course, people are going to be like, she's rich. She got her nannies and all this shit. Well, guys, you can have nannies. Doesn't mean you're not going to do mommy duty, especially when you don't have the balance of a father. All right. So now I cry myself to sleep over mommy duties. Wait, wait. I thought when you were getting the divorce, wasn't it going to be a better life? Weren't you going to win? Now you got the child support money. Ain't it going to be better? Now you got the kids all to yourself. Ain't it going to be better? The answer is nope. Now she realized I'm not happy also applies to divorce. You ain't going to be happy no way. So what they do is they try to think they're going to be happy getting this little money, keeping them away. That happiness is going to come. But guess what? That's not how it works. I'm not happy. <laughs> now she got her wake up call. Let's read to her her so-called. Let's read to you her so-called struggles. Of how she's struggling with motherhood with no balance, no father. All right. So let's get it here. I got a lot of stuff popping up here. Kim Kardashian on the challenges of single motherhood. Sometimes I cry myself to sleep. By the way, she chose single motherhood. Remember, she chose this. Gentlemen, this is not, she was not put in this situation. She literally decided to do this. And then when the reality hit, it's everybody else's fault. It's Jermaine's fault, right? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> Somebody said this is just press. This is, um, this is just press. Yeah. But what you have to understand here, MC Hamster, is that this gives more. Is, this is just influence for women to have their pity party of one. So they're going to see Kim's story. This is going to go out to millions. And guess what? These goofy ass bird heads are going to say the same thing. I so relate to her. Yes, it's tough. Yes, Jermaine. It is yes. Jermaine. This is just. 
propaganda. No, first of all, it's true. I'm just letting you know what she's talking about is 100% true. Now she gets to push this propaganda out to all the other bird heads, the millions that follow her to say, I'm just like Kim. Yep. I'm a single mother too. Poor us. Mm. Poor us. Yes. Oh, it sucks. Let's go ahead and read it. I'll try to read Kim Kardashian. She has four children with her ex Kanye. And they, they named the children. I'm not going to go in there. And they said the skims founder appears on the upcoming podcast. And I'm not going to mention it. And in the clip share with, this magazine, she discusses how being a single parent has changed her life. Mm. You chose this ninja. And it's all Jermaine Fox. It's always Jermaine Fox. She chose single, hey, single motherhood is a choice. It's 100% a choice. It's a choice from every step of the way, no matter how you sliced it, you chose this shit. And people keep asking me, would I tell my daughter this advice? And I say, yes. I missed my opportunity to say it, but I've, I, I'm mad at myself. But I tell my, my daughter all the time, becoming a single mother will be the worst thing you ever do. Mm. Yes, I've told her that. It will be the worst thing you ever do. The only way it could win is if that ninja become Kevin Durant. And still it's an L. You decided this. All right. Quote, everyone says the days are long and the years are short, and that couldn't be more of a truer statement. Kardashian said about parenting, so, like, when you're in it, I mean, listen, I'm trying to read hers, especially when there are babies and you're feeding, there's madness going on. It's like full madness. Madness. It's the best chaos, though. She added, it's like I always have to do one of my daughter's hair, and it has to be perfect in a certain way. And then there is uh there is one needs me to put the shoes on and they all need you. So I tried to read it. Remember, this is Kim talking, so this is tough. And then this one needs me to put on his shoes and they all need you. It's like full crazy madness, cooking, running around like it's wild. Now, first of all, that's called normal parenting. Sometimes this is why two parents are vital. This is why two parents are vital, because while one person's doing this, the other person could run interference, distraction, potentially get the kids doing something else or help or help. OK, now she's saying this is chaos and this is only going to breed more chaos into the children because I know she's not handling this very well. It would be difficult for me to handle four kids with four different needs. And if we got to leave on time, this would be crazy. And if you got to put on hair or makeup and be looking on point, this is difficult. Even if you have a nanny, I've, I've been in households where there were nannies. There's only so much that nanny can do. There's only so much that nanny can do when it's time to do hair and get shit right. Nanny ain't about to do the hair and all that shit. Okay. Nanny's there to cook and put the dino chicken nuggets out. Nanny's there to clean up the room. And sometimes the nannies aren't full time. So that's the nanny during the day. What is the nanny doing at night? Now, here you got it. She thought it was going to be different, but here she is. Now look at what the hell she got right in front of her. She got this plate that she's got to live out the next 20 years living. The next. Now, this is normal, but she has four children and she has one parent. This shit is going to be a catastrophe. She's trying to make light of it. Well, it's the perfect best chaos. No, it's not. Besides the chaos, the Kardashian star admitted that parenting is the thing that has taught me the most about myself. 
Guys, you don't know shit until you're a parent. I'm just letting you know. Now, if you decide to not have kids and you're like, shit, I'll just decide to not know, let that be the choice. But um, if you ain't white, no asses, there's not much that you can tell a person that has kids. There's not much that you can tell us. We didn't seen a whole bunch. We didn't caught throw up in our hand. We didn't been pissed on and shit on, <laughs> right? When you're a parent, you'd have been kept up at all areas of the night. You'd have been tortured by a little human being. Your kids done took shits in places like dogs that you didn't like, uh, and you didn't clean the shit up. You clean it up like it was a uh, like it was chocolate pudding. It's all in your hand, right? You didn't clean up they poop. They poop all over your hand. They didn't do some shit on you that are reprehensible. But you want to tell me about life. You ain't never cleaned up nothing. You ain't even wiped nothing but your own ass. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> same thing with dogs. Dogs do the same thing. Dogs, you be like, damn, my dog done diarrhea all over the house. Cleaning the shit up. That's how it gets. They don't tell you that about parenting. Then she explains, it has been the most challenging thing. There are nights I cry myself to sleep. Mm. I'm telling you guys, these women are insatiable. They're insatiable. I'm not happy. <laughs> yes, the woman that divorced you be crying. The woman that's out here telling you she getting independent, they be crying at home. Crying. <laughs> right? They be at home at nights just sitting there, just depressed. But you think they winning. These hoes winning. No, they're not. They, they're, there's nothing that they do. This is a majority, not all. There's nothing that they will get in life that they will be satisfied with. This is just the reality of them. Whatever they get, they going to want the opposite. They think it's, the grass is greener over there. They think there's happiness somewhere. If they just keep doing and plugging away, I'm going to be happy. So she cuts Kanye out. She has four kids running her ragged. She got a saggy booty and she cries herself to sleep. Mm. Yeah, no piano music, none. She will destroy. It is due left. And you guys are over there getting abused by the system. You got the courts after you judges. You think you get the short end of the stick. The one thing you have to remember is this. Have I ever cried myself to sleep? Never. All right. But the one thing you have to remember is this. Whatever she's doing, she's in bad shape. Take, if this makes you feel better about yourself as a human being, know that that woman is not happy. And the biggest tip off is when she says she's happy. Then you know she miserable, <laughs> right? You driving her to the crazy house. You bankrupting her spirit. You done snatched her soul. You done bankrupted her finances. She ain't winning shit. Even though she getting your money, right? You got to cut a check. She coming out worse than you. All right. She, she having her whole, her whole parallel universe is being destroyed by her own hands. Use this as a source of motivation. She crying in the shower. <laughs> She crying. She crying to her mama. She still, hey, look, when I had this divorce attorney tell me the biggest advice. He was like, let her parents support her now. 
Yo, her parents are, or her boyfriend got to support her, dig her out of the snow. That child support money ain't fixing shit. She's still a human being. She going to spin that up, gobble it up. She's still going to be crying at the end of the day. And mm. it is not your problem. Let the family deal with that shit because the family probably talked her into it. Send her back. Send her back packing. It ain't my problem now. <laughs> Actually had my monster-in-law, my ex, well, my ex monster-in-law um, years later after we divorced, actually said that she confronted me and said something about I wasn't taking care of her. I was like, she ain't my problem. She yours now. I literally said that to her. Like people think I'm lying. She was like, you're not doing this. You're not supporting her. I was like, she ain't mine. Hold on for a second. She ain't mine no more. They hit the bell on that bitch. She yours now. I was like, she yours forever. She yours forever. Ninja. She ain't mine no more. <laughs> All right. See, look. All right. Where are we at here? She explains it's been the one of the most challenging things. There are nights I cry myself to sleep. Like, holy ish, this effing tornado in my house. Like, what just happened? She a bird brain, by the way. Kardashian added that some of the kids have moods and personalities or something they're fighting, and resolution is left entirely to her. Mm. Whose fault is that? Take a look at this line. The resolution is left entirely to her. Bruh. This is why you have two parents. This is why you stick it out. You married the person. You opened your legs. You let them skeet in your body. You delivered the baby. Stay with the, stay with the family. But instead, you undermining the father while he's in the house. You're belittling him, emasculating him. You're listening to your family. Say he's crazy. I don't know the dynamics, but the father is necessary. You did this. Somebody says Kanye wanted to go back with her. She denied it, and now she's complaining. You did this on your own. You chose this. Now you're going to have to live this out. I hope that child support is good. And Kanye probably, it sucks to cut them checks, but she losing, Ninja. She losing. And not only that, she's destroying her kids in the process. What you're experiencing here is the fact that this woman is creating a chaotic, admitting to creating chaos and not being able to control it and crying as a solution and destroying her kids with her own hands. I don't want to hear shit about these kids turn out weird, which they probably will. I don't know. It's her fault. It ain't Kanye's fault. It is all it's her fault. fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. She's destroying them. She's just admitting right here. I'm destroying these kids incrementally, exponentially, day by day. And this is going to add up after 20 years they going to be straight chaos. Now, nobody's taking on this role. Like Pete Davidson was the only person that was going to take this role, and she got rid of him. She continues, like, it's just me to play good officer, good police officer, and bad cop. It's just you? And that's you. Man. Wait a minute. You What, what do you mean it's just you? You decide, bruh. She said, parenting is really effing hard. That's the only way I can describe it. She's right. It's the most rewarding job in the entire world. It is. There's nothing that can prepare you for it. You can't. That's true. I don't care how long you wait. I don't care what you're waiting for. You are never prepared. That's true. 
She says she does also say that you will figure it out and it will make uh, it will make you so proud of yourself. All right. Kardashian went to the uh, to online. Oh, wait, went to, sorry. Kardashian went on to outline how a tantrum can turn the household upside down. Take a look at this. Kardashian went to outline how a tantrum can turn a household upside down. Now watch this. That's bullshit. Bullshit. This is what happens when you don't have the balance when the father's not there. See, you letting the kid run the house instead of the house running the kids. So a kid gets into their feelings. She's going to talk about that. That's when dad come in and he stomp in there and he say, cut this bullshit off. Mm. Now, the minute you say that, don't verbally abuse my kid. But dad got to come in with the energy. All right. Y'all had enough bullshit. We going to pipe down right now. All right. We ain't got no more time for this bullshit. Y'all been running mom ragged. Everybody right now. Get your ass to clean it up. Everybody, if I hear a noise, toys is getting flushed down the toilet. <laughs> I'm throwing shit away. All right, pack all that. Get it, get a trash. I'm coming in with a trash bag like this. I'm just whipping the trash bag, picking up toys, putting them in the bag, whipping that shit. to them kids. No, daddy. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but that's abusive now. Guys, your wife. When before she divorces you, we'll call that abuse. Don't you know it has to be so mean? You can talk to them. Kids ain't to be talked to. Kids don't learn by talking. Kids learn by actions. They dumb. They don't know how to talk. They brain is noodles and mush. All right. What they learn is to see shit get thrown away. They <laughs> be like, damn, I wanted that. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. But here they go. Here they go. She can't control the house. A tantrum turns the house upside down. Here's the thing. You either run your kids or your kids run you. There's no in between. You either run your kids or they run you. There's no in between. Now, of course, kids are going to be kids. You got to expect they're going to be doing some dumb shit. But you can't let a kid's tantrum turn the house upside down. That ain't going to happen. Or if you let it happen, you're going to be finding yourself trying to rationalize to a child. That's not how it works. I mean, these these people that write books, they kids be over there tearing them up. Please. This is good cop, bad cop. She even admitted she has to play good cop, bad cop. It don't work when one person is playing both roles. It doesn't. It's absolutely insane. Quote, I mean, there's nights when you don't wash your hair for days as a mom by choice and you have to spit and you have spit up all over you and you're wearing the same pajamas, especially during C-19. It was insane, you know, mm. but parenting is still the most challenging, rewarding job on this planet, according to the beauty mogul. All right, bruh. I can't feel sorry for her. This is the decision she made. And she's trying to paint it up. Yes, it's a great decision. This is a great thing to have kids. And it's challenging and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be the most difficult thing you do. All right. It's, it's more difficult than marriage because, yes, these children have their own personalities. Their personalities aren't the same, even though they're related. So what works for one kid doesn't work for the other. 
This also goes along with gender. There's a lot of things young girls are going to do that your young boys are not going to do and, and vice versa. So these things are going to challenge you the way it, the more kids you have, the more challenging it is. It's not easy. But for one person, if we're going to sit here and believe that this one person who is Kim Kardashian is going to be able to raise four kids all by herself, please. This is what I got to say to Kim Kardashian. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Indeed. All right. So we don't care about nothing she got to say. All right. We don't care about nothing she talking about. All she's doing is trying to uh, simp wolf whistle to see if somebody's going to help her out with that. Nobody coming to help you with four kids. Nobody's coming to help you, ladies. All right. You dug this grave. Go ahead and lie in it. You made this bed. It's all yours to lie in the damn thing. It's you forever. It's you alone. Good luck. You made this call. All right. Shout out to my man. Kate Juan says been ninja watching for a few years. Glad I found you free agent lifestyle. Hit the like button on the way out. The Dr. Thunder says I didn't know anything before my son was born. Comparatively, before you have kids, guys, I'm going to tell you something. It's kind of like, I don't know, man. When you have a kid, you know, because we tell you, be careful who you have kids with. You won't even remember. That kid will be four years old. You will think you knew this kid for 15 years, right? You won't even remember life before kids. Like you cannot even recall it. It's that much, it's that much distance. And it only been three, four, five years. You're just like, whoa. And then when you have children where that's your that's your responsibility, it changes you like crazy. It changes you like crazy. Right. And the worst thing that's gonna happen is a mother that interferes with your fatherhood. That's gonna be the worst thing for your kids. Now, it's difficult because sometimes, you know what I mean? You guys, there's going to be time. You were on the same page as married people, but then when the kids come, you're going to be on opposing sides. And if your parent, your co-parent, which would be your spouse or your baby mama or your baby daddy, if that person is working in opposition of you, a.k.a. agency of chaos, forget it. All bets are off. Mm. All bets are off, Ninja. That kid going to be fucked up. That kid going to grow up screwed up. Just letting you know, the agent of chaos is going to destroy that child. All right? Um, this is um, this is subversion from within. And this could happen on the opposing sides as well. But most of the time, she's using emotions to guide her, which is a mistake. All right? But it's the only thing they know. Your kids are going to be effed up. And there's nothing you can do about it because she's going to emotionally, emotionally terrorize you with this. And I don't want to do it. And I don't want to do it. And then not, you don't have three. You don't have you don't have four children. You have five. Now, she thinks you're the child because sometimes the father's like, well, I ain't. She thinks you're the child. She's going to think she has an extra child. Guys, do if your parents are supposed to work somewhat together and um, they call it parent shopping. If parents uh, they call it divide and conquer. Right. There's things that we know as parables and fables and tales that will tell us how to mess up kids. Number one, divide and conquer. If they can divide the parents, they're going to conquer them. If they can use one parent against the other, they know both people don't talk. Divide and conquer. This is why I don't believe in 
co-parenting. One kid's going to figure it out, manipulate one parent, and then cause the other parent to either be uh, disarmed, disabled, or whatever. Kids are not dumb. They're not dumb at all. And all they're going to be is wards of the state. All right, so I don't believe in co-parenting. I believe in the only parenting I believe in. There's only two. There's only two parents styles that I believe in. All right, and the other ones are all failures. Number one, two-parent household. For better or for worse, Ninja. Or single father. Statistically, those are the only proven more, most successful way to raise kids. The least successful is co-parent and single mother. Mm. Weed them and reap. I don't care. I don't give a shit about your feelings. Those are the least successful ways to raise children. Statistically, the least. And sometimes in a two-parent household, it can be terrible as well. So the best way to do it is without that woman. All right? The best way. <laughs> right? The best way to do it is surrogacy. Get rid of that emotional bullshit. You will find that your most stable moments of parenting will come when the mother is not there. When she walks in the freaking door, this is mostly in general. She's going to walk through the door and she's going to throw everything off. Hmm? She got, like, you'll have your shit in line. Them kids going to be in order. They're going to be whistling, whistling while they work. They're going to be. <laughs> them niggas going to be in line in order. You're going to have a ass. Yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. You're going to have a ass in line. She's going to walk through that door. And throw all the shit off in minutes till seconds. <laughs> You're gonna be like, damn, I had this shit in. And then the kids gonna start getting chaos. You're gonna be like, were they like this the whole time? Did you feed them? Did you do this? I was like, man, I had them ninjas in line. They was mopping, <laughs> they was cleaning up shit, they was flipping pancakes. And then you walked in the door. Now look at them. Anyway. <laughs> Them kids going to be in there. This bitch is crazy. All right, mommy, come back. There's just Asian agents of chaos, right? They just chaotic. They just don't know, man. It's just why they work. <laughs> All right, shout out to the moms here. Like, look, this is not true. My husband's a loser with the kids. All right. Shout out to Daley says, Coach, you were absolutely right when you said it's not women we need to worry about is the men that are feeding the delusion. Like, for example, I was watching a video of a former inmate talking about a boy that got graped in prison whom wasn't really a violent criminal. He says he was speaking about how during the grape, the kids started to have a seizure. And he says the men in the comment sections were laughing and making jokes of the situation. I'm starting to realize that even men see other men's pain as jokes, even during divorce the men get no help from anyone thoughts indeed right indeed so um you know cuz men don't know especially if they've never been through it they never really fully can sympathize for a guy when he loses in fact this is the whole well you wasn't hitting it right and you wasn't doing what you were supposed to do and more than likely this is false we can prove that it's false because it never appears in the divorce paperwork right so men see other men's failures as a means to make the oh see you're weak and this is somewhat can understandable because we're competing. We understand hierarchy and young men are very much 
despicable with these things. Like older men know, we're like, yeah, we done been through it a couple of times. But young dudes that don't, they never been married, never been engaged, never cohabitated, never had any kids. They have the nerve to speak on an elder as to he don't know what he's talking about. But Ninja, you ain't never accomplished anything in your life. You can barely wipe your own rear end. And you got words for somebody else that has accomplished 80 times more than you. And yes, failed at many things. And yes, succeeded at many things. However, what have you succeeded at? Even in your own domicile, you ain't done nothing yet. Zero. In comparison to me, <laughs> right? You've done absolutely nothing with your life. Zero. Now, if that's by choice, fine. But you are in no position to judge anyone in the position that has failed because at least he has been there. All right. But anyway, shout out to the young guys out here. Hey, young guys, I just want to let you know there's a lot of young guns out here that think they know shit. Let me just be frank with you. You know, not much, but shout out to you. <laughs> All right. You know, nothing. You know, nothing until you have to clean up and wipe after a kid's diarrhea ninja. You know, nothing in life. You ain't learned nothing about yourself. Not saying that you have to do that. But you ain't learned nothing. <laughs> you ain't seen life yet. You're like, whoa. And I also say this about people who only have one kid. When you have one kid, comparison to people that have multiple children, you don't know much about pri uh, a prison. You don't know much about parenting if you only have one kid. You don't even know much, all right? You ain't even seen parenting until you have multiple kids, all right? You got multiple kids, one bouncing off the next, one manipulating the next, one fighting the next, one breaking shit and blaming the other person. When you get one kid and you go over to two, two to three, please, that's a whole different parenting game. Parent, prison too. Shout out to Deadly Edley. She soft landed her future crazy cat lady career, indeed. Yep, indeed. And check this out. We talking about supporting kids and being there. And look, one more thing about this is we're the weakest generations of parents of all time. Our generations, we can go into the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. You know why we're the weakest? We have the least kids. And we have the most fucked up kids in the history of the world. Do you guys know that your grandmama did this with seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 kids? Your great grandmother had a whole, she was a whole cow out there, right? She was a whole popping out, just popping out kids, moo, multiple kids on the titty, right? And dad was out there doing God knows what. Your fathers, we pay for the sins of our fathers doing God knows what. She had three kids on titties, changing five diapers. Y'all ninjas got one kid and be out here boohooing. Mm. One. <laughs> one kid. And this kid is fucked up. Let's just be honest. <laughs> All right. This kid, he has ADHD. He's allergic to peanuts. And he's antisocial. And he's an introvert. And he has a depression. And he's manic. And he had, man, please, what? You got too much damn time to focus on one damn kid. And he got 50 symptoms and shit. Like, what the hell? He was the run of the litter. That's what he was. And the other kids made that ninja get up. Hey, 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 your own kids. 
<laughs> your own kids put that in their line. It's like, look, you don't even have to be around. The older brother be like, we going to whip his ass today. <laughs> Get the run. You know what I mean? Give him a noogie. <laughs> Knuckle sandwiches. Straighten that shit up real quick. And be like, oh, damn, I better be on point. Well, my brother's coming. The sisters beat him up. All right, shit. All right, let me get <laughs> right. The kids will be, get the hierarchy. Hey, man, you ain't pulling your weight. Or that kid get every because he's manic and depressed. That kid get everybody in trouble. That all that all it needs to take is that kid to get everybody in trouble. Guess what? All you got to do is walk out the room, and they gonna look over at that boy over there with his glasses standing over there. I have depression. They're going to whip it. They're going to make, they're going to make sure. <laughs> they're going to make sure. You're going to have a depression in your skull. If you stop fucking around and get this messed up, <laughs> you got us messed up, man. I'm telling you, man, this dude, that, but y'all got one kid and that kid is screwed the hell up in therapy and shit. I'm like, what? All right. Have multiple kids, please. <laughs> like, come on, man. Focusing all that attention on this kid. You made one kid and it screwed up. Completely screwed it up. Like, come on. Like, that's how whack y'all are as parents today. Y'all can't even do one kid and get it right. <laughs> it's crazy. What are we doing, man? Kid scared of everything. Kid can't go outside. He's kid allergic to dust. He got allergies, 50 allergies. Taking medication. I mean, man, y'all got these, man, look, man, we, we, some of the weakest parents, I say, we, we are the weakest group of child raising people in the history of the world of all time. This generation right here, all of us, all of us together, we're, we're weak. We're weak. Complain your granny's rolling over there in her grave. Matter of fact, you guys grew up in 1100 square feet, ranch house, two bedroom, three kids to a room, three kids to one bed. Three kids pissing and pooping on each other in the middle of the night. No baby, no car seat, no crib. <laughs> the baby slept between two other kids. One bathroom, not five bathrooms, not three and a half baths. One bathroom between the adults and the kids. One. You see what I'm saying? He says, what kind of advice? Yep, one TV, not multiple iPads where everybody can just go off in a corner. You had to make decisions. All right, we're going to watch Monday Night Football. No upstairs, downstairs. Some of y'all grew up in projects. You grew up in Building 12. This one grew up in... <laughs> one fork. You had to decide if we're going to wash the dishes or take baths. Everybody got get bath time. No showers. You know how many people had showers back in the 80s and 70s? Nobody had showers in their house. There wasn't a shower. Everybody could just jump in, take their little bird bath. Everybody had to get in the bath. Three kids in the bath at once. <laughs> right? Three kids in the same bath. And here come y'all in the same duck. Please. Mama had to clean everybody off in one bath. Man, please. 
we out here, and I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying we meet. We weak. We weak out here. It's crazy. And we're catering too much. What about your feelings, Johnny? Your feelings. How do you feel today, Johnny? Do you feel today? Did you feel like today is yesterday, Johnny? Did you feel this and feel? Did you feel? How do you feel? Some kids was lucky to have their dad say more than five words to them. A week. A week. Most of dads just look at the kid and point to something. Look and point. <laughs> we could be doing something with our kid. Just mumble, grunt, look, point. <clears throat> Hell you doing? Hell you doing? <laughs> That's all he had to say. <laughs> the hell, boy, get over here. <laughs> Take that right there. <laughs> right. Said nothing. Just look, grunt, point, five words. <laughs> you crazy? All right. And point to his waist and say, all right, all right. <laughs> Start getting in line. You playing catch with your ball. Y'all don't say, you, you playing catch with your dad. You don't say one word. Every now and then, put the glove up. Keep your eye on the ball. Put the damn glove. Catch the. <laughs> All right, how does my daddy feel about me? What does he believe? Man, please. Here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you this because I am I got to wrap it up. I'm supposed to be at another place. Here's the thing. The best thing a man can do to be around your kids is be there. Now, once y'all throwing these other challenges and shit in front of him, well, talk about his emotions and, and find out how he doing in school. <laughs> like, <laughs> how school, kid? You need a tutor? All right, I got you. Mm. They just don't need no long-ass conversation. All right, Johnny, let me tell you about what happened here. See, what you did was you went into the kitchen, you grabbed the fork, and then you walked over like a play-by-play -play announcer, and then you walked over there and you stuck the fork in there. That's not proper thing to do. See, what you do in this situation, and it's going in one ear out the goddamn other. In and out. They don't know, dude. They're not. They too young to be talking. They don't even know how they feeling. They don't know. <laughs> All right. See what you do next time is you sit down. What you do is nah, nah, nah. Where we at? Shout out to Daniel McGee. Thanks for all the motivation. And if you disagree with me, you grew up in the wrong era. All right. Shout out to Demon Deacon OG. Pretty Thug says, "Yep, multiple kids." He says, "He says multiple." He says, "Who mad coach? Who mad coach?" He says, "I debated." Him, he says, I debated him and KS. Who? A debate between him and KS would have been pay-per-view TV. I'm trying to, I don't know what that means, by the way. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't read. A debate between him and KS. Who? Me? I'm not sure. Teron McAdams says, Folk, uh, facts, our grandparents were fighting off the KKK as children. He says, yet yeah, we cry when rent is due. Out there, out there. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yep, crazy. All right, and so yeah, me and people are like work racism, the worst it's ever been. I'll be like, you guys crazy. 
Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Shan says, yay, bought a house next door to help with the kids. And what happened? Is he there to help at all? Is he there to help? Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says, you are correct, coach. He says, when my kids come to my house, they automatically do their chores. He says, when they go to their mom's and, and do something in a structured manner, she says, I can't, I can tell you've been at your daddy's house. Yep. And sometimes the co-parenting thing works that way because you have a set of, you have a way to work things and they have a work, way to work things. And, you know, your kids can come back and they've been mouthing off at their mama the whole time. They've been telling their mama and talking back. And then they come to your house and they start doing that shit. And my kids always hated this. I used to always say, all right, I need to retrain y'all in the ways of what we do over here. And that was usually when they start getting a little mouthy, right? And like talking back, but not talking back disrespectfully, but just like, why? And this, I'd be like, oh, oh, okay. And I was like, all right, everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. I'm going to have to retrain y'all in the ways of the house of the king right here, <laughs> right? Because what you're doing ain't about to pop off over here, and we're not about to do this for the whole week, All right? So it's my week now. Let me remind y'all ninjas, I'm the head ninja in charge in this mode, <laughs> right? We about to, the head ninja in charge. We about to get it. We about to get it back, back in order. We about to get it back in order around here. And... Ain't going to be no complaining about what y'all supposed to do. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. HNIC over here. All right. Shout out to uh, J. Cool Coach. The worst part is men, not women. But men will quickly say not all women. Yes. He says, oh, or, well, my marriage is good. So that's all that matters. Well, again, we're in a competitive hierarchy. So if I say these things happen to men, competition-wise, well, I'm better than you, so it ain't happening to me. So it's a moot point. Why are you talking about it? <laughs> right? Right? No, no, no. That's not how it works. It is what it is. We got no government name. Kanye's wife went viral, and now Kim K is depressed and need attention. Oh. So that might be playing into it, too. He remarried, and she recently went viral. So, of course. She's crying not only because of the parent issue. She definitely is crying because Kanye has moved the going and she's going to use that against him. She's going to use that against him, meaning she's going to restrict parenting time, access to the kids. And then she's going to complain. You're not helping around here. It is hard. So you're right, sir, that that might have something to do with it as well. All right. That that she knows he moved on. He got him another wife and all of that. Yeah, that does affect women like that for sure. Yes. That does. And thank you for that. And look, hit the like button on the way out. That's going to be the rest. Evening show is going to be delayed. I'm actually doing a collaboration this afternoon at another location. So I don't know when I'm going to be back. But the today's topic is going to be did Beyonce ruin, through her songs, ruin a culture of modern women, giving them a false representation of what's possible. And we're going to go through several songs, positive and negative. She does have a couple songs that actually work in the favor of supporting two-parent households and, th and couples. But the majority of her songs, early songs and later songs, yeah, potentially she might have given women a false identity of what is possible while living counter to what she's promoting. Yo, shout out to the coach gang. And we'll be back. Hit the like button on the way out. Peace. Here comes the bankroll.
Here it comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen? This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You to don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.